When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. This is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And it's our birthday! Oh, we're recording the day of our actual birthday. We are! And uh, our special uh, birthday uh, mini episode, well, I, was, I say mini episode, it was an hour long. <laughs> it's mini for us. <laughs> our Ask Us Anything episode uh, went live this morning and um, we, have, we have received lots of lovely birthday messages and responses from lots of you. So thank you all so much, everybody, especially everybody who said that just that we have cheered you up uh over the last very tough year um mate we're just saying before we went on air that was quite emotional it's so lovely yeah thank you so much everybody we love you guys we do and we hope you enjoy the new episode because we are talking about (laughs) lila it is lila's story the one and only a simple title for a not so simple girl. Oh God, a very complicated girl. <laughs> and let's just say, listeners, it did not disappoint. Mm-mm. It was a solid gold banger, one of the best we've had in a while. Oh my God, so good. Um, so it doesn't have the usual taglines and blurbs, but it does have a simple yet magnificent cover. Can you describe it, please, Karen? Oh my God, um, like this is just a stunning cover. Like it's 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 Lila on her own because. She doesn't need anyone else on this cover with her, like stealing focus. How dare they? Um, It's just, it's so gorgeous. Like it's such a lovely painting. In fairness to James, he he pulled out all the stops and it's it's a stunner of a portrait. Um, Like it's just Lila looking at you like you're a piece of shit, uh, (laughs) which is her right. (laughs) In fairness, she's earned it. She's gorgeous. Like, yeah, she's in a, a, a purple... Uh, like polo neck or mm. turtleneck as they say in the states uh, yes. pearl necklace beautiful long brown hair like the oh. thickness of that hair she's like a beautiful pony or something like, like she just magnificent. has so much hair it's gorgeous um fancy i think they're like a pearl stud earring as well that she mm. has on uh just very tasteful bit of eyeshadow gorgeous makeup like she looks stunning it's a great look great cover. and her 
and her head sort of posed like just at an angle, like she's mm. just sizing you up and Very, finding you wanting. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's a very imperious head tilt. And uh, mm. yeah, only Lila could pull this off because she just looks so good. She does. And not at all flat faced. Not a bit. No, there's dimensions. There's mm. character to this face. She looks yeah. great. Not she, not a flat face inside. <laughs> she could be on the cover of Ingenue magazine. <laughs> she could. That model scout guy had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> well, that's just one injustice done to Lila. This book <laughs> contains many. Uh, now, it doesn't have a cover tagline. It does have a back uh, cover uh, line. And it is just competition. <laughs> Lila. Surely not. not. (laughs) Well, she faces competition for first place in George Fowler's heart. Indeed. And uh, and in romance too. Uh, Can you share the full blurb, please? Okay. Lila Fowler is the richest girl at Sweet Valley High. She wears designer clothes, lives in a mansion and has an allowance at least three times the size of her friends. And as an only (laughs) child, she's always had all of her father's affection. Lila has everything a girl could possibly want. But before long, Lila's Uh happiness is shattered. (gasps) Her father brings home a beautiful new girlfriend, Joan. Mm. And Joan has a daughter, Jacqueline. (laughs) Who's the same age as Lila, the neck. Soon it seems that Joan and Jacqueline are taking over Fowler Crest. (gasps) And Lila is furious. Damn right she is. (laughs) Then Mr. Fowler drops a bombshell. He and Joan are getting married. This Again, one. that's I, something that happens very late in the book. Oh, look, super duper spoilery. But <laughs> we know it's coming now. True. Uh, if Lila can't stop them, her life will change forever. <gasps> Spoiler alert. She does stop them. <laughs> the typical Lila style. Oh, it's so good. This is this book is oh, it's just giving us all the soap opera goodness that we would want and hope for from a Lila centric story. I know. And it even has a Joan and Jackie, who I'm hoping are named after the fabulous Collins sisters. Oh my God, I didn't even cop that. Yes, mm. of course. Better I'd, again. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Yes. Well, we begin at the beach where Lila is craving excitement. Because <laughs> it's the summer holidays, apparently. I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Not that that means junior year is over by any stretch, but for the purposes of this book, it's summer vacation. <laughs> Well, we're reminded magnificently of how Lux Lila is. We're told that uh, um, she was the only child of George Fowler, one of the richest men in all of California. And Lila wasn't one to keep that fact to herself. She'd made it clear to the entire junior class at Sweet Valley High that she was the stuff princesses are made of. Oh, yeah, she is. <laughs> From her $100 haircuts to her spontaneous shopping binges in Los Angeles, Lila lived life exactly as she pleased. Nothing and no one could stop her. Oh my God, what a legend. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we're reminded that uh, she lives at Fowler Crest, the magnificent Spanish-style mansion. So um, apparently she's, uh, she's, she wants this summer to be different. And Jessica sort of sarcastically dismisses Lila's uh, complaints of boredom and says she'd gladly swap places. Um because the others, you know, have, are going to have to get summer jobs, which sort of seems like it's going to be a plot thing, but then isn't. Um, yeah, like whatever the others are getting up to, doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. <laughs> it's all about Lila. She's bored with her job chat. Uh, and we're told Peasants. she has no... 
<laughs> We're told she has no need to work, even though she blew her credit card limit two months in a row. <gasps> oh, Lila. Imagine having, like, a- access to a credit card, limit or no, when you were 16. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, her friends are like, oh, you know, kind of looking, assuming that will be uh, an issue. Uh, but she says she can handle daddy. <laughs> but then Amy has some news. She spotted George. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, she said that... Uh... There was a, she saw them at the cinema, I think it was, mm. uh, with some woman. And she was like, oh, <gasps> she sure seemed serious about him. You should have seen the way she was looking at him. Um, mm-hmm. But Lila's all kind of crabby about this. And she's like, oh, whatever, I know all about it. Um, but uh, yeah, Lila's not too impressed with this woman anyway. Uh, and just isn't isn't pleased that Amy's after bringing her up. No. But uh, yeah, because Amy's like, oh, she was really pretty and glamorous. Like, who is she? Do you know her? But yeah, Lila's just like, ugh, this one again. <laughs> Yes, it's Joan Borden. Uh, what was that a Lizzie Borden homage? I did wonder that too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that common a name. No. Well, yeah, she's uh, she's George's latest squeeze. And Lila hates her because apparently she's always fawning over uh, her dad and calling him grotesque pet names. And uh, Amy says it sounds like Lila is jealous if I would share her dad's attention. Lila just stomps off down the beach with all her stuff. She doesn't have to listen to this. These people have to get jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Liz joins the gang, one of her very few appearances in this book, which is a blessed relief. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the twin comparison, uh, we learned that Liz is all excited because guess who's coming to Sweet Valley? Uh, yeah, <laughs> some bitch called Carla Xavier. Apparently it's a big deal. <laughs> My notes literally just say, apparently it's a big deal. <laughs> Who is Carla Xavier? Who even cares? <laughs> well, she's playing some sort of big gig with the West End. Not even the number one. Number one. Justice for the number one. <laughs> well, Liz has completely bizarrely acquired 10 tickets That's to this crazy. gig. How much did that cost? She's just splashing the money around, isn't she? Yeah, so as well as inviting Enid and Hugh and Todd and Aaron, instead of offering to them, like, Winston or Olivia or Penny or people she's actually friends with, <laughs> um, she's going to just offer them to Jessica and her friends who she actively dislikes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, plot contrivances can't happen on their own. <laughs> Good point. So they all say yes, and Jessica goes off to find the grumpy Lila to join them uh, or to see if she'll join them at the gig. And where should she find her? <laughs> well, Lila's in the parking lot, uh, rummaging through her beach bag, looking for her keys. Uh, and she's very grumpy about things until she finally finds a large gold key ring. <laughs> 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 Which is how everyone keeps the keys to their lime green triumph. I mean, of course, only oh, the best for the lime green would triumph. you do it? <laughs> yeah. Well, Jessica's impressed by, her, by Lila's new toy in the car. <laughs> Oh, God, yes. Jessica looked inside. You've got a car phone, she exclaimed. This is amazing. In fairness, it would have entirely seemed amazing to me. Oh, car phones were pure magic. Like, yeah. I I didn't understand how they worked. Mm -mm. Still don't, really. (laughs) (laughs) Lila uh, sort of half-arsedly agrees to come to the... um, to the gig. And Jessica's a bit pissed off by her ungrateful tone um, because she's, you know, She's been like, oh, God, you're supposed to yeah. Jessica's like, well, you don't have to. But Lila apologises because just meant the mention of Joan Borden has put her 
in a literal fowler. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. She does actually apologise to Jess. She's like, look, I don't know what's wrong with me. I was mm. in a good mood until Amy mentioned Jean Borden, it actually says. Oh, Jean, here. sorry. So, yeah. No, no, she is Joan. It's yeah. just, she's incorrectly called Jean here in this one. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, continuity, schmontinuity. Yeah. <laughs> Speed by way. Exactly. Well, we were just asked the other day what happened to Todd's little brother who was never heard of again. So this is <laughs> this is nothing in comparison to that. Very true. <laughs> well, yeah, Jessica hasn't seen Lila so pissed off about any of George's uh, romances before because he has, like in the past, you sort of boasted about you know, glamorous ladies he was dating. Yeah, there was like a soap opera actress there at one point. There was. Yeah. Um, but Joan somehow just really got under his skin. Mm. Um, so we we cut to Fowler Crest where Lila greets her dad but it's a flying visit because of course he's got a date with Joan. Oh, yeah. Like, I do feel for Lila because like yeah. it's kind of established that George is hardly ever around and now mm. it's he's around even even less than usual because he's heading off to meet Joan on dates because she lives in L.A. So that's yes. what he's heading off to this evening. And uh, she ponders how incredibly attractive he is, which is to a slightly worrying degree. <laughs> OK, you electro complex. Yeah, um, yeah, this is how they roll in Sweden. <laughs> that's true. You're always thinking how hot their relations are. <laughs> It's creepy, but this is this is what happens. <laughs> True. So yeah, she thinks about how she doesn't get much of his attention at the best of times because he's always on the move. And now, it, like, um, she even when she praises his tie, uh, it's like another ex- excuse for him to bring up Joan because he, yeah, she gave him, uh, she gave it to him, and she Lila feels even more sickened when George mentions what she's been spending her his credit card on. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us because this does come up later as a plot thing the oh the, sorry this is this, what Lila has been spending her money on yes yes oh god yes okay this is fantastic uh, Lila has spent $600 uh, <laughs> at Lizette's last week uh, because she simply had to have a suede outfit from there <laughs> in the Californian summer of course. <laughs> 600 quid mm-hmm. on suede. On, um, well, it's it's a suede skirt and a jacket. It's or a something. skirt and a jacket. Yeah, they, they specify later on, I think, that that's God, what it actually is. Sweet Jesus. I just, I don't know. <laughs> so she does feel a bit guilty, but then her guilt turns to rage when George, and this is like, really, George, this is not what you say. Don't compare teenagers to Mm-mm. other teenagers. Because what does he say? Oh, God. Yeah. Well, he's just like, oh, you know, I hope you have some kind of explanation, you know, for all this. And then he says, Joan tells me her daughter, Jacqueline, doesn't have credit card privileges at all, which just sends Lila over the edge. And she's just like, ah, fuck this. (laughs) But uh, unfortunately for Lila, her reaction is to suddenly just lie about the credit card bill and say, oh, Uh, it's it's a mistake. I I never spent that much money. Uh, And she's kind of like she kind of says it before she even realizes what she's doing. And her dad looks a bit puzzled. He's like, what do you mean mistake? You mean you didn't? make a $600 purchase <laughs> but uh, she's not backing down now so she's like yeah no the shop made a mistake that's what's happened there because like again yeah comparing teenagers awful idea and it no. just got her back up immediately like. exactly so George says he'll ring the store the next morning which stresses Lila out even more the next day she wakes up in her beautiful room in Fowler Crest but she feels sick and sorry for herself and uh, she's woken up by housekeeper Eva uh, who's more than a housekeeper. She's basically a, a mother figure for Lila. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and Eva has news. 
They're having company. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Lila's dad wants her help planning the luncheon menu. Uh, Lila's like, oh, God, what do you mean luncheon? What's going on? It's like suddenly <laughs> there were like a million things that Lila wanted to do. And none of them included helping her father plan a luncheon, well, uh, especially because she has a fairly good idea as to who's coming over uh, for such an event. But yeah, she has to just kind of grumpily throw on some clothes and stomp down <laughs> to see what's going on. But it looks like, yeah, this is this is what her day is going to end up entailing. Yes. Joan and Jacqueline are coming to Fowler Crest for the whole day. <laughs> and by the way, just saying it now, why the fuck does Joan take her daughter on all her, essentially all her dates? It's that's and they are dates like that's the yeah. thing yeah her and Jacqueline hang out with George so much it is a bit weird it's <laughs> deeply weird also where's her dad or her family mm. like if her dad is not in the picture he's not he's or dead he's just not mentioned true um but so apparently she uh has to accompany her mother <laughs> constantly at all outings which you would think would put a bit of a damper on the romance but <laughs> you would imagine um I have to say the lunch that George is planning sounds slightly odd He's kind of running through possibilities, I think. Yeah, yes. he kind of says at one point, oh, at one point he's like, what do you think of cold poached salmon with cucumber sauce and a light lobster sauce? It's like, what? too much seafood? Too much sauce, George? What's yes! going on here? <laughs> a cucumber sauce. I've never seen a cucumber sauce in my entire life. I know. I had to wonder if, if some of this was a typo somewhere, if one was meant <laughs> to be salad rather than sauce or oh. something. I don't know, because it's like salmon with like two kinds of sauce on it. It's like, eh, what is this? Sloppy mess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lila feels that her father is being degraded by all this fussing and, uh, (laughs) and, you know, fawning over the guests. Yes. George Fowler is the richest man in California. He doesn't faff around with lunch menus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she tells him she has plans with her pals, but George says that, you know, Jacqueline and Joan are taking the trouble to come so she should cancel with her friends and Mm. Lila is full of rage she has no choice (laughs) later Eva has set up a lunch table on the patio which we're told is the quintessence of California beauty okay (laughs) if you say so (laughs) and uh, uh, Joan and Jacqueline arrives and Lila is not impressed with Jacqueline because it's the first time they're meeting Oh, yeah, she hasn't met up to this point. So she's, yeah, she sees her, but sees that like, uh, she doesn't even see Jacqueline at first because she's literally standing behind her mother. Yes. Uh, or as Lila puts it, yeah, she's standing literally in her mother's shadow. Even worse, Jacqueline <gasps> was wearing a skirt and top that Lila thought was bland, both <gasps> in design and colour. She would never be caught dead in that terrible greenish beige colour, Lila. Oh, <laughs> Lila. Cutting. <laughs> Um, but Joan is all sweetness and light she fawns over Lila and Lila just just thinks how much she hates her oh she really can't stand her yeah she just I think she just finds Joan really fake or superficial or something um, and she's she's not wrong like the the sort of fawning over um like her new boyfriend's daughter seems very forced because it's mm. always it's um it's, it, it, she's very OTT uh, though she is, we're told, very beautiful with her chestnut hair cut in the latest style. Oh, yes, she is very glamorous and very beautiful. But yeah, Lila just finds her extremely tough going because of all the, the fawning and plum mossing. And she's just like, yeah. oh, God, spare me. Like she goes on about how great the decor is. Uh, quite original Picassos. Very yeah, fancy. that is some fancy shit. <laughs> I know. 
Um, and uh, Lila puts a damper on things by saying, yes, my mother did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that really gets to Joan as well. She's delighted yeah. then to see her like crestfallen face. Yes. <laughs> of course, Lila's mother has exquisite decorating tastes. Right. So um, Mr. Fowler arrives. He's delighted. Uh, but Lila continues to think that Joan is a big old fake as George, <laughs> her father, fusses over the guests. Uh, after lunch, Lila is silent, having barely eaten a thing, and uh, rather meanly thinks that the guests stuffed their faces because they're probably not used to such fine dining. Yeah, that is mean. But look, like Lila has absolutely plenty of moments where she's an absolute wagon in this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Joan is boasting about their fancy lifestyle in Beverly Hills and Lila wishes she could just stay there with her simpering daughter. <laughs> and uh, George suggests they go to the Sweet Valley Country Club, but Lila says they must be used to their own fancy club in Beverly, Hill, in, in Beverly Hills. Mm. And uh, the slight Jacqueline looks a bit awkward at this. She looks down at her plate, yeah. And I suppose it, it could just be passed off as like she's just embarrassed all the time or something or she just seems extremely meek uh anyway but yeah she kind of blushes and lila's kind of delighted to just get a reaction out of anybody yeah but uh but joan is like oh no we'd love to see your country club wouldn't we jacqueline um and lila's like as if she wouldn't just immediately agree with her mother on everything anyway (laughs) so she's just continually unimpressed by jacqueline yes and uh lila hates how pushy and boastful joan is and it's a sign of how much she hates her that uh she's not even impressed when Joan brags that her mother was an Alden Westcott, which is apparently some sort of fancy, uh, like, well, the same, like one of the oldest families in the country, which I presume they mean have been colonial. Uh, yes, I know. I was just like, so <laughs> overlords for some time. So, so slave owners, is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> like, I mean, it's not a good thing. No. <laughs> Um, well they go to the club and Joan raves on about how cute everything is because she just can't stop gushing while Jacqueline and Lila trail behind them Uh, and we're told that Lila has a look of misery on her face (laughs) she's just hating every minute of it (laughs) yes while Jacqueline just seems like a sort of goody goody Mm. and uh, Lila tells George she wants to go and meet her friends and he's all sad like she has spent enough time with these annoying people. True, they've had a proper full-on, like probably three or four course lunch at the house. Now they're at the country club, arsing around. Like, set her free, let her go. Yes. Well, he tells her that she has to say a civil goodbye to the ladies, and you are free to do as you please. <laughs> Why is that? He's got very nineteenth century. Yeah. Even Lila's like the ladies. Lila thought and rolled her eyes. <laughs> what was the matter with her father all of a sudden? <laughs> Well, that evening she tries to avoid her dad because uh, they still haven't had that chat about the the credit card incident. Mm. And we're told that uh, he's or he tells her that he gave her the charge card so she could learn the value of money. I don't know how you thought that would happen. <laughs> giving her some credit cards, literally the opposite of learning the value of money. Come on, George. What did you really think was going to happen here? Learn that. Learn to handle money with absolutely no instruction or value put on anything because you can just do whatever you want. Yeah. And your limit is apparently hundreds of dollars. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently now he just can't. He knows he rang Lisette. He knows that it was a real transaction. Yes. And he can't understand her lying. And uh, she says it won't happen again. He's like, better not. And then he 
tells her that the Bordens aren't going anywhere. Oh, no. Yeah, he says he hopes that they'll be our guests here at Fowlercrest as often as possible. And he's Uh-oh. like, I want, you know, I want to know that I can count on you to be genuinely welcoming to both of them and especially to Jacqueline. So I was just like, oh, God, I'm definitely going to be stuck with these two bitches for a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we cut to the Sweet Valley Stadium where the famous, allegedly, Carla Xavier <laughs> is wearing the crowds. I guess. <laughs> Put Taylor like, Larson up there and then we'll talk. <laughs> yes, exactly. Who is this Carla Xavier indeed? Well, Lila's having fun. Uh, she's wearing quite an outfit, which mm-hmm. I presume we'll get a description of later we on. We certainly will. <laughs> this book is so good for outfits. It's the best in so long. It is an embarrassment of outfits. <laughs> There's so many. I had to go back and unmark some because I don't oh, no. <laughs> you know? It was just whatever men were wearing. I don't care about that. <laughs> oh, well, as we said, that uh, certain new character wears some striking duds. That is true. <laughs> uh, so at intermission, Lila tells Jessica she needs to get rid of Joan. And Jessica wants to help. But though Jessica doesn't do anything, you sort of think that that's going to be a plot as well. That Jessica's gonna like it's gonna be a joint scheme, but I guess then it wouldn't be Lila's story. You know, again, we don't want any fucking Wakefields coming in here stealing focus when they're not needed. And uh, yeah, mm. she doesn't need them. It's fine. <laughs> True. On the way to the concession stand, Lila bumps into someone and spills their drink, or and it's a hunk. Oh, of course! Hooray! <laughs> Um, yeah, he's got like a like a little cardboard box with a bunch of drinks in it and they just all go flying. Um, but yeah, when she gets a look at him, he's got these smoky grey eyes mm-hmm. and uh, Lila's mesmerised. She'd never in her entire life seen a guy so utterly gorgeous and charming. <laughs> yes, she, she studied his long lean build. He was very tall, probably six foot two inches or so. Oh damn, okay. With sun-streaked <laughs> blonde hair uh, and uh, with broad shoulders and square, handsome features. Uh, oh yeah, he's dressed in faded jeans and a white mm. polo shirt, and he was very tanned. No, no chinos here. This guy's cool. <laughs> His polo shirt. <laughs> well, we're told Lila was instantly and badly in love. Oh, Lila! <laughs> well, it doesn't take much. Well, he gives her a wave, and he goes off. And um, Jessica uh, it takes a while before Jessica can figure out how she knows him. But when they're back in their seats and they see him um, with a girl. Uh, in another row she recognizes him yeah so jessica fills lila in on what the story is so apparently this guy is evan armstrong and he's Mm. sonia bentley's boyfriend (laughs) apparently sonia tried out for cheerleading once it's like yeah if you say so jessica (laughs) (laughs) but um this guy evan goes to a different school that's why lila doesn't know him obviously but yeah jess remembers sonia from this cheerleading tryout and says she wasn't that good but i remember she had this really cute boyfriend who came to pick her up in the most amazing car (laughs) Mm. well uh jessica um reminds so lila's obviously not happy to hear that he has a girlfriend but jessica reminds lila that a girlfriend never stopped her before (laughs) and uh yeah he's probably bored with sonia anyway um, but uh, Lila says he doesn't look bored. But then, uh, just as somebody in the crowd rightly tells them to shh, because they've been talking probably at full volume for this oh, probably. <laughs> during the gig, <laughs> Jessica remembers uh, another bit of info that might help Lila's cause. So they after the gig, they follow... Um, Je- Sonia and Evan out of the uh, out of the stadium. By the way, Lila says that Sonia's too short for Evan. I mean, <laughs> I'm married to somebody who's six foot two, and I'm five foot two. There's no such thing as being too short for somebody, Lila. I love you, but you're wrong. 
<laughs> but she's just looking for excuses to, uh, to, to, to for this couple not to work. So <laughs> she's grabbing at straws. <laughs> well, they spy Evan's fancy sports car and uh, Lila wishes she was the one riding by his side in a sleek European vehicle. Jessica keeps going on about what a sexy car it is and like it's a Lancia an Italian sports car which I looked up and it's like it's fine (laughs) I I was wondering what they looked like it's a very 80s little (laughs) like it's grand Lila's moaning in lovesick agony (laughs) she'd want to fucking cop on to herself oh she really had he's definitely not worth it Lila well Jessica is as stunned as we are because she's never seen Lila like this and then she re- finally reveals the information that might help Lila win Evan's heart. And what could it be? This is it, because she kind of mentioned this earlier and then just left Lila hanging until the end of, mm. the, of the concert before she'd actually tell her. So poor Lila's just been waiting all this time to hear what the story is. And uh, it just then reveals that Sonia apparently used to have a real thing for Bruce Patman. <gasps> she sure did. <laughs> By the way, we're reminded of Lila's tension, long-term tension with Bruce and uh, and that his family despise her nouveau-riche family. Now, we do know since reading the, um, the Fellers of Sweet Valley mm. that Lila is literally descended from French aristocrats. Yeah, she's basically royal, so how yeah. dare the patterns. <laughs> <laughs> Them and their cads. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, apparently, as a result of Sonia's crush on Bruce, Evan's been, frankly, unhinged in his jealousy. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> there was, yeah, he, he he had this whole thing where he was so jealous of Bruce and he made it clear that if Sonia had anything to do with Bruce, it would be quits between them. Huh. That's a weird ultimatum to make. Doesn't say much for their relationship. Not really. It's like, what, you can't be in the same room as him or it's over? Like, what's yeah. what's the, the limitations on this exactly? <laughs> one thing to go shifting with the beach disco and another is just like walk past him at school. <laughs> well, they, uh, yeah, because Sonia and Bruce are in the same school. But Lila says, makes the point that how she can't use this as a, as a Sonia to, or Bruce to distract Sonia because it's the summer, you know, they're not going to see each other in school. But mm. Jessica's like, you don't give up that easily, Fowler. <laughs> and Lila goes for it. Yeah, she reckons that uh, Jess might be onto something here, so that they might uh, might be able to come up with something. So she she picks up her car phone and uh, <laughs> she punches in Bruce's phone number. But she gets his answering machine, and she's kind of fuming then because now she has to leave a message, like kind of asking him for help, and she just yeah. hates that she has to do this in the first place, and that he might have something over her um, because they're such rivals anyway. And I suppose at this point we've actually kind of skipped back a little bit in the mm. timeline for this. Yeah, point. yeah, so they haven't had that amazing like kiss <gasps> that they had by the pool that time i don't think we, we, they would have got to that point here. no i i looked and checked which what year this came out that was the mm. end of 1989 okay yeah because there's a happy new year 1990 thing right. the back of the book. <laughs> yes it's the 90s you guys <laughs> Whoa. um so uh by the way bruce's answering machine is as cocky as you can imagine. <laughs> so uh, Li- Bruce, or sorry, Lila arrives home to find that George is out again, presumably with a Joan. She feels sorry for herself. And she does what every teenager does when they're feeling a bit low. She puts on a jazz CD. I mean, what else? She's a Sweet Valley teen. We know how they feel about jazz. <laughs> well, she's determined to get Evan anyway. We cut to the country club where Jess and Lila are chilling in the sun by the pool. 
and uh, they're waiting for Bruce. But Lila's distracted because who should be coming to the club that day? Oh, friggin' Joan. Because <laughs> they can't, both of them are constantly hanging around the place now. Yes. Joan and Jacqueline. And uh, Bruce struts up in typical style and in a typical outfit. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to hang on to this one because yeah. I mean, usually don't care about what men wear, but when it's Bruce, you have to make an exception. <laughs> you definitely do. <laughs> well, he says he always knew Lila would come looking for favours. <laughs> <laughs> like he does this one, like he rocks back and forth on his heels, hands in his pockets, giving her a cocky grin. It's oh. like, oh, he's the worst, but he's so hot. <laughs> <laughs> And he is loving Lila looking for her favour. Absolutely. Uh, so she reminds him about Sonia and he remembers her being cute, but he was otherwise occupied at the time. It's another babe. <laughs> and Lila asks if he could basically seduce her. And he's like, sure. Because even having a boyfriend didn't stop her being interested in him before. True. <laughs> and uh, he wants to know why Lila is asking him about this and says he's not doing any favours without knowing why. Yes, exactly. But uh, and he kind of starts to get a bit impatient as well because mm. Lila's like, "Can you believe this guy? We thought we might have to bolster his ego because he's all just like, this guy can't possibly be as great as I am." <laughs> <laughs> just giving it all his usual chat. <laughs> well, he's not surprised. He's uh, he he kind of likes the idea when they when they outline the plan that he will basically free Evan by mm. stealing Sonia away. And he likes the idea of being a knight in shining armour, clearing the way for Lila's romance. And he says, you can get Sonia like that. It clicks his fingers. <laughs> She'll be mine. <laughs> well, he asks what he'll get in return. And Lila offers the use of his dad's cabin. But of course he has a cabin. Oh, this is no use to him. He's as fancy as she is. <laughs> exactly. She has nothing he doesn't have. But, and Lila, you really should have thought this one through. He says... That he'll do it, but she will owe him a non-specified favour. Oh, man. Talk about making deals with the devil, like, well, for real. <laughs> no, 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 Lila. Um, so they, they, she goes for it anyway. Lila agrees. And they start plotting and decide step one will take place that night in the beach disco. Because oh, there's else? an event going on there. <laughs> I mean, event is like, they keep calling it a party, but it's just like organized by Aaron and Winston. But it's just basically the usual gag going to the Dairy Burger. Exactly. Yeah. It's like they're organizing a last minute party, apparently. But it's just like a random night at the beach disco and everyone's just going there anyway. Like it's, yeah, they keep trying to dress it up as something else. And it's like, it's fine. You can just say everyone's at the beach disco. It'll be grand. Exactly. Well, uh, just as they're sorting out their plans, uh, George Fowler arrives with the Bordens and uh, Bruce thinks Jacqueline is quite cute, but Lila's basically, she's the most dull, sugary sap, as you will find (laughs) out if you talk to her. And uh, she tells him to be subtle at the beach disco. And he's like, I'll try not to let that remark insult me. You're talking to the master of charm. (laughs) (laughs) so the Bordens and Mr. Fowler approach and Joan is is all charm and uh, of course is trying to drop names in her uber waspy fashion. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because Jessica introduces herself. She's like, I'm Jessica Wakefield. Jessica said, putting her hand out. Of the Boston Wakefields or the Philadelphia Wakefields, Joan asked. <laughs> 
She's a Wakefield's of Sweet Valley, don't you know? I know. It's good enough for anybody. Well, she actually says, uh, I don't think either. And Joan literally drops her hand, the rude bitch. <laughs> She's so rude. <laughs> And there's quite a great moment where Joan, and this is like you walked into this one, Joan, you deserve everything you get. Um, She says to Lila, oh, your dad said the silliest thing. He said, I didn't look old enough to have a daughter Jackie's age. Isn't that silly of him? And Lila says, it certainly is. (laughs) I know, like she truly walked into that. Like, why do you think your like boyfriend's surly teenage daughter is going to be coming in with the compliments because no dude (laughs) also that is like the most clumsy fishing for compliments i've ever heard which is saying something in these books and of all people to say it to Lila, it's like, oh why do you think she gives a shit? Like, exactly. Well, Mr. Fowler suggests joining the girls poolside, but Joan is horrified at the thought of exposing her face to the sun. I mean, sunscreen existed in 1989, Joan. Very like, true. But it is kind of hilarious that when she says this, uh, she's like, oh yeah, I couldn't expose my face to the sun. And neither could Jacqueline, she added, looking with disapproval at Lila and Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can understand her looking disapprovingly if she was like a dermatologist. I guess, yeah, I just do love that. Because in fairness, those girls do literally slather themselves in baby oil. Oh, true, Like, yeah. there's been literally one mention of sunscreen in, like, 75 books I so far in this series. So she can, might be onto something. Can you imagine their handbaggy, leathery <laughs> features now? I mean, that's the, the positive outcome um, of all their sun-worshipping. Well, George feebly suggests going into lunch and... Um, Lila's horrified to see her father sort of just traipsing along after this annoying woman. <laughs> and Joan is painted the arse at lunch. Yeah, she's um, she's not happy with anything on the menu. She's allergic to, I mean, okay, her being allergic to something, that's fair enough. Yeah. But it's the kind of, when she's not happy with anything and she gives out about how fattening everything is and apparently nothing is suitable for Jacqueline because, oh, this is the other thing that Joan likes to order for her daughter as well as herself. And Lila's just like, oh my God, she's such a sap. <laughs> And eventually Joan orders the most expensive thing on the menu. Hmm. Mm. So Mrs. Or Mr. Fowler asks Lila if she'll join them tomorrow because he's planned for them all to go horse riding. And like, why? This is all so much. Like the constant spending whole days with them. Like spending, you know, going, doing activities every day. It's like, tone it down a bit, George. Yeah, it's a lot. He's really kind of like he's not easing Lila into this at all. Like, and I know Lila's kind of a brat, but like, it's still a big deal for him to be bringing this woman and around to the house all the time and foisting this other person <laughs> upon her as well, this Jacqueline, that she's just like, oh God, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's he's practically moving them in. Yeah. Um, so she, uh, Lila just can't understand why her dad is glued to this dreadful woman and she distracts herself from her worries by thinking about her inevitable triumph at the beach disco with Evan. The next day in Lila's room, Jessica is shocked by Lila's amazing outfit. And frankly, so am I. Yeah, I mean, she should be because it's fantastic. <laughs> You'll wait to hear it, listeners. You'll uh, get a full description. Um, so apparently the, the party is going to be a big deal. They've even persuaded the beach disco to let the droids play a set. And Lila can't wait to steal Sonia's man. <laughs> so they head off. Lila admits that she had the triumph washed twice today. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, because she knows that Evan is into his cars. So yeah. she's like, yeah, sure, got to make sure my lime green baby's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> and Jessica thinks Lila's being a bit over-optimistic, thinking Evan is going to end up in her car. 
So they zoom off and Lila cries, watch out, Sonia Bentley, here comes a rival, whether you're ready for one or not. <laughs> Quite a long sort of statement to make while you're zooming off. It's a lot to sing out while driving, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, they arrive to find the party in full swing and the droids playing a song called Why Not You? Ooh. <laughs> Jessica hits the dance floor but Lila sits down with the rest of the gang and looks out for her prey (laughs) and her heart skips a beat when she sees Evan yeah she uh she's kind of surprised even by her own reaction to him like she just couldn't believe what it did to her to see him uh but apparently he looks absolutely gorgeous and even better than he did at the concert Mm. uh so this time he's wearing black cotton trousers and a white shirt very simple very hip and unbelievably sexy (laughs) you say so lila saturday night fever actually now that i'm thinking about it (laughs) you can tell by the way he moves his walk he's a woman's man no time to talk Well, um, she 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 looks at Sonia and thinks her boring sundress uh, is no competition for Lila, who we, who is we're told dressed to kill. She truly is like dressed to murder that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sonia and Evan uh, start dancing, and Lila literally drags Winston <laughs> out to the dance floor so she can she can spy on them. It's she literally just like hoists him out of his chair it sounds like he even lets out a yelp <laughs> and he's a bit taken aback when she's like elbowing her way through the crowd to get near Evan and Sonia oh god yeah it's gas and of course Winston in typical Winston fashion is all like oh be still my heart and pretends to swoon and he's like the lady has agreed to grant me one wish <laughs> but then somebody else starts barging their way into the centre of the dance floor who could it be as Winston puts it, here comes that man Patman <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're told people are literally saying, ouch, and watch out. So is he like literally booting people out of his way? Just drop kicking dancers off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> the way, bitches. <laughs> it's Bruce's time to shine. <laughs> well, the, Dana introduces the next song, which is called Yes, by saying it's for all the lovebirds out there. Uh, and that means it's a slow sesh. <laughs> So Winston's cracking wise, but Lila's just gawping at Evan and Sonia. Uh, then who should come to interrupt their tender moment? Well, this is it. Bruce wasn't bulldozing his way through the dance floor <laughs> for no reason. So he just brazenly well, like, heads right up to uh, to Sonia and Evan. Uh, he goes, hey, Bruce drawled, leaning over and tapping <laughs> Evan very lightly on the shoulder. I hate to break this up, you two, but I was wondering how you'd feel about letting me cut in. Like, oh. shameless. Evan's kind of looking at him like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sonia turns bright red. She's like, Bruce, what do you think you're doing? And Bruce, like, raises his eyebrows with feigned surprise. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to interfere. I just wanted to dance with Sonia. <laughs> And uh, yeah, she's she's clearly smitten. 
Oh, she's really flustered. Um, yeah. Like he gives her an enchanting smile. Like Sonia does not stand a chance. No. Um, and he's just like, oh, is the answer no? You really and truly want to dance with me? Like he's pure laying it on thick. And uh, like, obviously Evan is right there. And she's like, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm dancing with Evan right now. Maybe later on, she kind of says weekly. And then Evan glares at her. Uh, and Lila just overhears her saying, I can't help it. <laughs> So Bruce walks away and Lila, hit, while he walks past Lila and Winston, uh, Lila goes, nice try. But Bruce is all, the night is young. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of getting on his case. He's like, quit breathing down my neck. I told you I'd break them up tonight and I will. Just let me do it my way. <laughs> yeah, so every time she passes him, she sort of goads him, but it's getting him all fired up. <laughs> yeah, tells him he's losing his touch and he's just like, oh, I can't be listening to this. <laughs> Shut up, Lila. <laughs> Well, every time she passes, or sorry, every time she um, she she sort of feels like he's uh, he's 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 in the zone. She's she's actually getting confident about it. Like she feels like this is this is working. And when the droids take a break, Bruce follows Evan and Sonya and just blocks himself down and starts chatting. Oh God, it's so funny. Like he, like yeah, he kept up a steady stream of chatter with Sonia, so he's just like bending the ear off her and ignoring Evan. Like it's so funny. And Evan is—I mean, Evan handles this so stupidly because he's just like, "Oh, I'm getting some fresh air," and then leaves the field free for Bruce. Pretty much, yeah. Like I—I I don't understand Evan at all. He's just standing there fuming, not saying a word, and then just stomps off. And it's like, well. Yeah. This is clearly giving Bruce exactly what he wants. So I don't know what you think is going to happen here, Evan. He slams his fist on the table and walks out when Mm. Bruce asks asks her to dance. And and she dances with him. Yeah. Bruce (laughs) winks at Lila as they head to the dance floor. I love it when they're scheming together. It's so good. I (laughs) know. So satisfying. Well, uh, Lila follows Evan out and she pretends not to remember him from the concert. By the way, we're told that uh, his shirt was unbuttoned, an extra button, revealing his strong chest. Oh my God, aren't Fabio? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Evan complains that some jerk was coming on to, and this is how he phrases it, my girlfriend, Sonia Bentley. (laughs) Who talks like that? I didn't even pick up on that, but you're right. That's such a weird way to talk. (laughs) You don't give the full, your girlfriend's like a full name. From this address, and this is her blood type. (laughs) Do you know her? (laughs) Well, Lila handles it well because she sort of pretends to slowly realize that that's Bruce that she's uh, that, he, that Evan is talking about she's like oh no if it's Bruce Patman you're really in trouble <laughs> and when Evan introduces himself as Evan Armstrong Lila frankly degrades herself with her oh. can you ex- say what she says in her supposedly cute banter I know like Lila you're so much better than this but yeah so she, like, she giggles when he says his name is Evan Armstrong she's like that's cute, she said. I bet people laugh all the time when you say that. Since you have such strong arms, she added, lowering her eyes. It's like, oh, Lila, come on now. You don't need cheesy lines like this. Also, in the English-speaking world, the name Armstrong is so common that your brain doesn't think strong arm. It no, like... It's first out of the mood. It just glazes over it as a random name at this stage. There's no jokes to be made here anymore. It's like hearing somebody say a name is Smith and thinking, oh, I bet you make horseshoes. <laughs> like, don't think like that. 
<laughs> no. Well, Lila is really not subtle because she's very much coming on strong with Evan. And she's actually surprising herself. This is it, but she's getting results. Look, you know, true, in, true. in fairness to her, because after she pulls out that desperate <laughs> line, he kind of stares at her as if he was seeing her for the first time. And she can like feel him taking it all in. Like her, uh, her long hair framed her face, her outfit, the frank expression of interest on her face. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, God. Uh, and he's kind of like, oh, I feel, you know, this is weird, but I feel like um, I know you from someplace. Is that possible? And again, I thought this was just going to throw it back to the concert or something. But no, like this is just some weird line that he's using. Oh. I don't know. But yeah, he's like, um, she says, oh, you know, I wish, I wish I know I'd like to get to know you. And they are actually vibing like. and That's true. They are. And it's they're each being as cheesy as the others. <laughs> At least oh, so true. <laughs> Um, so he says he's all confused as well he might be but uh, he asks for her number which he gleefully gives and then he asks her out yeah he says look I don't know if you'd have the slightest interest in this most girls don't but you know what Lila's not like other girls Um, so he says that uh, he's racing his car tomorrow afternoon at the Stoddard Race Club out in Las Palmas he's like if you want to come and kind of trails off he's like you know maybe maybe we could hang out together afterwards get something to eat that is if you think you could stand watching drag racing and Lila's like I don't know the first fucking thing about (laughs) car racing but she's like but I am all in on this (laughs) so she's like I would love to come this is basically a date she is delighted the next morning George greets Lila by saying it's a glorious day and apparently that's sort of Joan's words so like it's another reminder of her influence over Mm. uh, Mr Fowler and uh, yeah apparently seeing Fowler Crest through Joan's eyes is making George appreciate it more which of course Lila doesn't like (laughs) uh, appreciating things I don't like it (laughs) (laughs) well he tells her that Joan and Jacqueline are coming over again. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck's sake. So, um, yeah, they might go on a day trip, but Lila says she has plans, and the plan is going to the drag race. Mm-hmm. And uh, she tells her to be home for dinner with the whole gang and reminds her that um, he wants her to spend time with the Bordens. But she reminds him, rightly, they've already spent several whole days together. Yeah, like, fair enough. (laughs) So George is disappointed in Lila's attitude, but Lila is panicking at the prospect that, you know, is fairly obvious that he might want to make this arrangement with the Bordens permanent. Mm -hmm. Lila then heads to Los Palmos, which is where the race is taking place, uh, in another stylish ensemble, which I'm looking forward to hearing about (laughs) later. (laughs) <laughs> and she fantasizes about her future life as the uh, partner of a glamorous race driver. Oh, you love to see it. Yeah, this is a great like Jessica level kind of it is. light yeah. of fancy, which we always enjoy. Uh, yes, because uh, Lila has decided on seeing the track that race cars are the most romantic, exciting things in the world. And uh, she has it all worked out in her mind. She and Evan will get married and travel all over the world. He would win all sorts of trophies for racing and she would get her picture plastered all over magazines. <laughs> Evan Armstrong's rich, glamorous young wife. She could almost see the headlines. <laughs> but yes, they're going to um, they're going to hang out in Monaco and Italy and just be rich and famous together. <laughs> oh, that does sound pretty good. It does sound nice. <laughs> no, there is something about the noise of uh, race cars that would drive me insane. I don't think I could sit there, spend so much time. Couldn't hack it for six hours at a time on a, on the Monaco Grand Prix or anything. <laughs> Absolutely couldn't. My housemates used to. Uh, watch the um, the Grand Prix races and that hideous wine was just <laughs> <laughs> a 
nightmarish. Not a fan. <laughs> no, you have to really. He well, I guess we have been told Evan is incredibly hot. That's true. Yeah, even in his uh, strange and you know unbuttoned shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Not very aerodynamic of him, really. When no. You think about it. <laughs> well, uh, when he greets her at the track, he yeah he tells her that Sonia's always was always nagging him to give up racing, but Lila's cool, not like burn old Sonia. Oh yeah, she's like, oh my god, what a shame! I think it's fascinating and so much fun to watch. She lied. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm with her on that. Um, so it turns out Evan actually races for a team owned by a man called Forrest. Now this doesn't seem glam enough for Lila, but like that is how Formula One racers work like they don't, mm. they're not like solo performers no that is true but also she kind of starts talking about formula one but that's not actually what he's doing oh that's true yeah here he like, drag um, racing yeah exactly yeah because she's kind of surprised by the cars when he's kind of pointing them out and she thinks that they looked different low to the ground and wide tires and again he kind of explains yeah that's formula one and maybe one day i'll be good enough to qualify for that but uh it's dangerous and very expensive so what they do here is race so-called normal cars usually thunderbirds or pontiac grand prix that have been souped up so they're fast mm. so um yeah so and yeah she's kind of disappointed that he races as part of a team and again that is pretty standard for any kind of yeah racing, that's what i was thinking really. like, like it's not like formula one yeah but i think even like NASCAR and that? Do they okay. play on teams? I think they're again it, like, making things up. You wouldn't think that well, <laughs> wouldn't be the first time we show ignorance of sports. So. <laughs> well, Lila notices that there aren't many girls around, but Evan says they'll be inside. And they were all clearly just they're they're not they're not uh, racers themselves. No, they're the wags. They are. Very much so. Racing wags, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, one of them thinks, oh, this must be the famous Sonia, which makes Evan a bit awkward. But Lila's delighted because it shows that Sonia has never shown her face here. So Lila's obviously the best girlfriend in the world. Oh, my God. Well done, me, said Lila. <laughs> <laughs> so for the rest of the day, she feigns interest. And at the end, Evan asks her to his next race, which is the next day, because he can't believe she's so into it because most <laughs> girls are just into the beach or shopping. Fuck off, Evan. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> dick. <laughs> and uh, by the way what I think might be the first reference to Mexican cuisine uh, in these Southern Californian books uh, Lila asks him to go to dinner in a fine Mexican restaurant which uh, is apparently just the best food north of the border wow yeah you're right they they hardly I was just thinking now maybe in um, the book about Manny Lopez Oh, they, they probably would have mentioned yeah. Mexican food at his house, but probably not actually going to a restaurant. The vibrant sure. Mexican community. <laughs> the alleged vibrant Mexican They're community. They're very quiet for being so vibrant. <laughs> so quiet. Yeah, sure. It's wall-to-wall French restaurants in Sweet Valley. Oh, like. True. Well, uh, yeah, she's, she remembers that she is meant to be going to dinner in uh, with the, the Bordens back in Fowler Crest, but she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. So she has an amazing evening, even though Lila, or sorry, Evan, uh, bangs on about racing a lot. <laughs> but she confides in him too, and he is sympathetic. Yeah, it's true. Um, it's funny though, because it says uh, she wasn't used to this with guys. Usually for Lila, guys were meant to be manipulated and toyed with. <laughs> She felt as if she could really trust Evan, <laughs> tell him things she'd never told anyone before. It's so like, well, okay, good for you. <laughs> I mean, I wish you were learning this lesson through somebody with somebody better. <laughs> no, it's just so funny that it's like boys aren't for talking to; they're for manipulation and being toyed with. We yeah, mind so games, she, absolutely. Yeah, they're for tormenting. Um, <laughs> she kind of tells him all about Joan and how 
she's feeling so confused and feeling pain over like how how invested her dad is in this other woman and his divided attentions and Evan's really sympathetic to her and uh, yeah she's kind of taken aback that she's like feeling close enough to him to tell him all this so quickly um but he can kind of sympathize as well because his parents apparently separated that year oh yeah um so he's like look you know and I know it's tough but you'll be able to get through this and uh she kind of blinks back tears and feels sorry for herself but then she's kind of brought around again by how handsome Evan is (laughs) so (laughs) she's having a great date (laughs) yeah so uh yeah at the end of the the evening she uh returns back at the crest and what a sight meets her eyes. Oh, you'd be fair fuming, like, wouldn't Jesus, you? <laughs> yeah, genuinely would be. She comes into the kitchen and to her astonishment, and yeah, fair enough, uh, she finds Jacqueline uh, rummaging through a drawer and wearing, of all things, one of Lila's bathrobes. <laughs> like, excuse me? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just took a, a sip of water and I spat it out and <laughs> I wasn't surprised. <laughs> you, you knew it was coming and you still almost did a spit take. <laughs> it's just so... And also, by the way, the reason that they're there still wearing robes is because George, who we will find out is weirdly nervous about other people driving, uh, <laughs> insisted on them staying the night because it was too late to drive on the freeway. It's like half fucking ten. I know, yeah. But apparently, uh, as Jacqueline says, apparently mother's car is making that funny noise again. So it's like, uh... mm, yes, this all seems very manufactured. But Lila is just fuming because I suppose she kind of came back thinking she was going to be in some shit about bailing on the dinner. But it yeah. uh, turns out there's a bigger fish to fry. <laughs> there certainly is. Uh, and yeah, even the fact that Jackie or Jacqueline refers to her dad as George now <laughs> rubs her the wrong way. And she finds Joan and, uh, and George in the sitting room getting all cosy. And Jackie gives Lila a gift. Oh, yes. Uh, she hands her this little parcel and <laughs> Lila takes it out and she's like, oh, combs, she said numbly, taking out the rhinestone hair pieces and looking at them without enthusiasm. She thought they were the ugliest things she had ever seen. <laughs> Poor Lila. I mean, we know she has exquisite taste. You can't buy her off with some bullshit combs. Oh, Get out of here. Oh, damn it. No, of course you can't. So she escapes to her room um, where she's grateful that now she has Evan in her life. And we're told that the next few days are basically a, a romantic days. Oh, yeah. She's just spending as much time as she can with Evan. They're at the racetrack, going to concerts, talking on the phone for hours whenever they weren't together. Uh, and yeah, she's like, she's never had conversations like this before uh, with mm. a guy because they're really going deep, like in their little yeah. telephone conversations. And she's confiding in him and telling her, all, telling him all about, uh, you know, feeling pushed aside and all the rest. And then he does the same and he talks a lot about Sonia, which you wouldn't think that she'd be too pleased no. about. But it's also just about how rocky their relationship had been. And actually at this point, has he actually split up with Sonia? Well, they eventually, towards the end of the, the week, he uh, they do go to Miller's Point and the inevitable happens. And Lila feels triumphant. And when she tells Jessica about this the next day, um, she uh she Lila also reveals that um she did ask Je- Evan how he felt about Sonia because she said she was falling in love and she needed to know if he was serious so she could protect herself. And Jessica's like, oh, good ploy. But Lila, this was no ploy. Oh yeah, she's actually in now. She's like, oh no, I, oh god, I actually really like this guy now. <laughs> and apparently he told he tells her that he rang Sonia and broke up with her. 
Yes, that's right. Okay, yeah. So he did break up with her at the point that they were at Miller's point yes. together. But like up until then, they were on proper dates and like chatting loads on the phone. Yeah. And he hadn't actually broken up with Sonny that's... yet at that point. But look, at this stage he has. So he's a free agent. Yeah. I guess all steam ahead, lads. And also like Jessica, uh, or sorry, Lila doesn't know if Sonia is with Bruce, uh, but assumes she obviously hasn't been with Evan. So. Mm, exactly, yeah. Um yeah, it's uh, Lila feels it's a dream come true, and she uh, she does admit that she feels a bit out of place at the racetrack. And Jessica says racing cars must be expensive, but then Lila tells the, uh, what she's learned about Evan's family. Yeah, apparently Evan is from a well-to-do family. And Jessica's like, of course, hiding a smile. She couldn't imagine Lila going out with any other kind of boy. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, apparently his parents uh, aren't very supportive of his racing and he has to work at the track to earn money for it because they don't want him to help out uh, or they don't want to help him out. And Lila's like, can you believe it? Um, So Jess is like, "Mm, yeah, maybe I don't want to race car drivers so at that rate of going if they spend all their time and money on cars. She's like, could be kind of a pain after a while. But uh, Lila's like, I don't need to listen to this. She's like, I'm in a bubble of joy. And uh, as far as she's concerned, Evan is the best thing to have ever happened to her. Oh, Lila. Well, she comes home to find out that Joan has bought carpet carpet i think it's a rug i don't know why they're yes. saying carpet because that would make more sense than literally turning up with a massive roll of carpet <laughs> and some lads that are going to lay it down like in the room surprise like what are you doing <laughs> move the furniture out of the way now lila <laughs> clear this room altogether we've got some work to do um but yeah it, it still sounds like a pretty massive rug and it is quite a a big thing to just land into somebody's house with. It's an oriental rug. And we're told it's not the sort of thing that would be in Fowler Crest. But we know that Lila loves an oriental rug. She does. But it's not in Fowler Crest. It's in the boot of her car on the way to oh, the beach. true. True. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> That's what happens to oriental rugs in this house. They get carted out to the beach. <laughs> Well, apparently the Bo- the Bordens are always buying little things for Fowler Crest to sort of make their mark on the place, mm. which understandably rubs Lila up the wrong way. Yes. And uh, yeah, um, George is worried about Lila driving to the track by herself all the time. Like, why is he so scared of people driving? What are the roads like in Sweet Valley? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Jacqueline suggests that she could come along with Lila. And Lila's like, uh, no, thanks. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> But she's even more annoyed when Joan suggests that Evan should come and join them for dinner at Fowler Crest. And Lila is very understandably, who the fuck does she think she is inviting people to my house? Oh, yeah, she's really not impressed with this. And she's just like, mm, I don't think so, Joan. was like an icy tone in her voice. But uh, she kind of then sees like a little glance go between Joan and her dad, yeah. which is a real kind of like, mm, we've clearly been talking about this. And yeah. that just kind of annoys her even further because it's like now she knows it's like, oh, they're kind of a united front nearly against yes. her. And it's like, ah, fuck this. <laughs> then she gets even more annoyed when George says, uh, starts saying that poor old Jackie uh, has been stuck with the with the old, the old fogies. As my note say in all caps, why the fuck is she coming along to these things? Like... Who takes their fucking daughter to all their dates with their new boyfriend? It's so weird. I know, like, where are her friends back in LA? What is this? Like, she's 16 as well. She is old enough to be left on her own. Yeah, old enough to drive back to LA by herself and hang out with her own friends. Like, Well, George suggests that Lila take Jacqueline out with her pals. And of course, Jacqueline loves the idea. 
uh, yeah, she's uh, buzzing for this. She's like, oh, my God, that would be so neat to get to meet your friends. I had so much fun meeting Jessica mm. the other day. Uh, and she's just real simpering and like excitable about seeing literally anybody that, uh, that Lila's <laughs> friends with. Um, and Lila's just like, oh, God, this absolute dose. I can't cope with hanging out with her for a whole day. So uh, but she's kind of backed into a corner now yeah. at this stage. So she's like, yeah, all right, fine. I'll see if I can round up a few people and we'll go to the beach tomorrow. It would be grand. And she privately tells Jacqueline, look, you don't have to go if you don't want to. But of course, Jacqueline loves the idea. And uh, Evan doesn't understand. She tells Evan about all this and he doesn't says he doesn't understand why she has such a problem with it. She says, look, they might have fun at the beach. But he says he's horrified when, when Lila reveals that this beach actually means she can't go and see him at the track. <laughs> um, but, you know, he does seem genuine at the moment that he really likes her. That's true. Yeah. Like they are, they do get along really well and they have got quite a nice connection and that yeah. they do tell each other loads of things that like, as, as we've heard from Lila, that like she hasn't done before. Yeah. Um, so they are getting along really well and it is a nice relationship at this stage. Um, but yeah, she's kind of annoyed that Evan seems to be taking Jacqueline's side, but really he's just being yeah. kind of reasonable and saying, look, you haven't really gotten to know her yet. It might be fine. You might actually have fun. Like when yeah. she's away from her mom, she might yeah. actually be grand. So he actually is talking a lot of sense, but we just know that Lila has just absolutely taken against Jacqueline and nothing is going to change her mind. And who can blame her when the next morning, Ly- Jacqueline knocks on Lila's door first thing to borrow a swimsuit because she's left hers at home. Like how many days has she been staying there now? I know, go buy one, you weirdo. <laughs> like, they, this isn't the night that they accidentally stayed over because Lo- Joan's been off since, like, buying carpets and things. So, <laughs> very true. And like, they've, they've already established that they've been leaving stuff in the house, like, you know, little bits and pieces for overnight stays and that, and clothes and stuff. And it's like, there's a pool at the Fowler's house. So, you would have a swimsuit with you if you're yes. bringing shit over to leave behind. That's going to be handy for you. Yes, exactly. Ugh. Well, um, she uh, so yeah she wants to borrow uh, one and she she sort of comes in and pokes around the room in a really annoying way yeah this is rude um because yeah. she's kind of like lila's barely after getting out of bed if even at this I stage think she and still is in bed i think she is yeah and like uh, jacqueline's just kind of like sifting through the gold jewelry <laughs> lila has piled on her dresser and it's like would you ever fuck off out of here and lila's like how could she let jacqueline know that she hated having her things touched so she um she kind of says oh look she grabs a bunch of swimsuits and she's like look just tell me which one you want to borrow uh, and of course it's like a brand new one that lila hasn't even fucking worn yet <laughs> Um, so it doesn't say oh no I haven't worn that yet I'm going to wear it I know I don't think that would be weird like that's very reasonable but Lila's just like oh grand why not that's fine get out of here basically (laughs) she's like look let me just get changed and Jacqueline's like oh no how silly of me I came barging in here and you haven't even had a chance to brush your teeth and is all like grateful and sappy again like and thanking her for everything falling over herself like with Mm. with gratitude and uh, oh quite it's very full on a lot but yeah Lila is just like god this young one's unreal and uh, <laughs> closes the door after Jacqueline and thinks if Lila beat her up she would probably thank her for it <laughs> harsh but probably true very true <laughs> well uh, by the way uh, we're told that Lila's swimsuit collection also includes special bikinis bought in Europe how know. are they I'm, special I don't know are they a particular kind of metallic bikini oh. like we know she loves a metallic effect so does. we can only wonder <laughs> Well, they hit the beach and Jackie is still fawning over everything. And grumpy Lila realizes that Jackie looks pretty hot in uh, in her swimsuit. And all the boys are checking her out. Oh, yeah, she's fuming. Um, she, yeah, Jacqueline's 
very good looking. This is the thing. Uh, I mean, you know, she's been let into Sweet Valley, so I guess it was a given. Oh, true, true. Um, but yeah, she's she's really getting on her nerves because she's praising everything she sees. She's like, at this point, I actually wrote down she's like um, Alec Baldwin when he turns up in Friends. You know, <laughs> he's just like, this is amazing, the best night ever. Oh my God, the freeway, the lights. He's just loving everything because like Jacqueline extravagantly praised everything she saw. She'd never seen such a beautiful beach, such a well-stocked concession stand, <laughs> such a clear water, such cute boys. Like, imagine a 16-year-old going, I have never seen a concession stand as stacked as well as that one. My God, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> and of course, she loves all the friends, like classic Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, she genuinely is. Like, that's her vibe completely this day. Um, so, uh, yeah, everybody loves her. And when she goes off to get some drinks they uh, from the amazing concession stand, they turn on Lila. And they're like, what's your problem with your Lila? She's amazing. And Lila tries to explain she can't stand the way the Bordens have taken over her house. But Liz, of course, is all like, must be hard on Jackie too. And... Who asked you? <laughs> and everyone else is pretty much like, why shouldn't you, Dad? Get some action. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. And it's funny, though, because uh, Lila thinks that even Jessica didn't seem to see through Jackie's obvious flattery. Uh, Jacqueline complimented everything about Jessica, her bathing suit, her beach bag, her hairstyle. But, like, that's exactly how you get Jessica on side. Oh, that bitch loves flattery. Like, she's playing this perfectly because Jessica is, you know, at the best of times, she's not the smartest. <laughs> it's like, if you just tell her she looks great, she'll be like, yes, this is a good person. <laughs> um, so later that evening, um, she well, while wearing another amazing outfit, Lila complains over dinner to Evan about how the day went and says that Jacqueline's trying to steal her dad and now her friends. And also she got mustard on the new swimsuit, which would be very annoying. That is rude. And especially like it's one she hasn't even gotten to wear yet. Yeah. And now this bitch is ever getting mustard on it. Get out oh. of here. So the night gets a bit awkward because Evan is weirdly defensive of Jackie. I think this is one of those things where you have to just validate somebody's feelings for a while. That's true. Like, she's your new girlfriend. Just take her side. It's not going to cost you anything. (laughs) And then he bores on with a long story about racing. (laughs) And uh, at the end of the evening, she apologizes for going on about Jackie. And Evan apologizes for being a bit off because it turns out he's got a problem. Yeah, so apparently as part of this boring story he was uh, bending the ear off her about, uh, the guy who owns the team is asking each of his drivers to put up 500 bucks before the next big race uh, because he needs to do some work on the engines on the entire fleet and wants everyone to chip in. But his parents are like, absolutely not. They don't want to give him any more money to drive because they think it's too dangerous. And Lila's like, oh no, but you've got to be in the race. It means so much to you. Um, so he's like, yeah, but you know, if, if I if I can't uh, you know, pony up the 500, then uh, there's no race for me. So Lila's obviously like, oh no, how can I help him? Uh, mm. Something, she wants to do something for Evan. Something that would make him beholden to her. <laughs> like, not healthy thinking uh, now, Lila. Come no. on. <laughs> it's basically like, that'll, you'll never leave me now. Oh God. Like, and genuinely, that's her motivation. It's like, yeah. it's something to ensure that the panicky, he's going to leave me feeling would never come back again. Because I suppose she was feeling a bit like that when he was getting kind of defensive on Jackie's behalf yeah. and she's like oh no I'm, I'm, I'm pushing him away now and he's not going to like me for going on like this so she's like you know I could lend you the money uh, and Evan's like no and he does put up a bit of a fight that's true uh, he does about it so I because at first I was like oh this fucking scammer yeah but he's like no absolutely not I, I don't want to hear it Lila and she kind of wears him down and she's like look it's only a loan you can pay me back because uh, apparently his salary check is coming in a few weeks uh, and he's like no you know I'm really tempted but no and he, he keeps saying no and she eventually is just like Please just take the money. Don't make a big deal out of it. You can pay me back. 
And he's like, okay, if you think it's a good idea. So uh, she's delighted because apparently this would put her more in control. So yeah. <laughs> but also now she has to come up with $500 because now that she's after blowing it on her uh, her credit card, she doesn't actually have that no, much access. No, she money. doesn't. So she, yeah, she would. Yeah, That's her new problem. And I guess, by the way, the fact he signs an IOU for this. Oh, yeah. You know, is, is sort of makes, it is kind of legit. Yes. Um. So yeah, she now she's got, this is her new challenge, how to get the cash. The next day, Eva, the housekeeper, is heading out to buy food to feed the Bordens because they're there for every meal, every day. Poor Eva is run off her feet. Like <laughs> These bitches are coming in and eating them out of house and home. <laughs> they clearly are. And Lila's fed up with their freeloading ways and thinks that like they're supposed to be so rich. Why don't they ever like treat the Fowlers to, to dinner? That's true. George is paying for absolutely everything. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, they're clearly, I don't know where, if they're still technically living back in LA still, because they seem to be in Fowler Crest more or less full time. And uh, yeah, they've even got their own suite of rooms. <laughs> it's very fancy. It's practically a whole wing to themselves. Some of us stay with people and sleep in a sofa bed or in a <laughs> converted office if you're feeling very fancy. I mean, but... there's no futons in Fowler Crest. No. <laughs> Well, uh, Eva says that she's going to have to get more money from the petty cash drawer. Uh, and Lila has an idea. <gasps> yes, she'd actually forgotten about the petty crash, oh. crash drawer. <laughs> cash drawer. <laughs> um, and she remembers that her dad keeps money in uh, a drawer in his desk for things like groceries and gas for the cars, incidentals. And she's not sure how much he keeps there, but it's bound to be a fairly big amount. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, it's George Fowler. He's extremely rich. Of course. <laughs> so she's like, there'll definitely be $500 in there anyway. <laughs> so now she just needs to uh, to scam her way into the room somehow because now Eva's kind of around the whole time and there's there's just people here the whole time so she's to kind of time it right yes uh so yeah it's she but she's got a plan mm. um and uh yeah she also realizes that she can frame the bordens with this <gasps> so she joins the bordens outside for for breakfast where they're planning a birthday party for jackie at fowler crest and this is the final straw for lila <laughs> she's just like yeah she's like it's one thing for her father to ask her to be friendly to Joan's daughter and to encourage her to hang out with her friends but to plan a party for her and in his own house so it's, this is an unspeakable betrayal uh, for Lila apparently and like it is weird to throw a party for this girl yeah. where like none of her friends and family live yeah like does she have any friends what's the happening here like it's such a weird move <laughs> But yeah, again, we're just, I guess, moving the plot along. So yeah, now Lila has to put up with this. Uh, but she's just, she's so angry. She just kind of skips out on breakfast and she's like, oh God, I'm not hungry. Forget it. Yeah. Uh, and she knows she's being rude, but she doesn't care because she just needs, she needs to get rid of these two. She does. And in fact, later she's pacing the the hall, waiting for Eva to leave so she can sneak into George's study and uh, get some cash out of that drawer. And when she does, she realises how she can frame Jackie. <laughs> now this is this is very sneaky it and very is. bad behavior from Lila. And I mean, yet I mean I I guess considering what we know so far I was reading this going, ah, Lila, come on now. <laughs> but uh, in, in this moment anyway, it's uh, it's pretty sneaky. So yeah, she decides that uh, she knows where her dad keeps the little key to this locked drawer with all the money in it. Yes. Um, 
So she decides that uh, <laughs> why why not make things as incriminating as possible for Jackie? Because she was kind of planning on just maybe showing her where the key was uh, at some point. Uh, she decides, no, I'm just going to plant the key itself in Jacqueline's room. So that when, when the cat is discovered missing, she'll be like, oh, this is perfect. I'm a fucking yeah. genius. So she uh, she sneaks off up to, uh, oh yeah, she also finds the $500 because there's like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. It really is. Yeah. away in this drawer. Um but yeah, she sees, I think Eva's busy on the phone or something. So she's got the run of the place for now anyway. So she scoops up a gold chain from her own room that Jackie had admired when she mm. was fucking wandering around her room and <laughs> got out of fucking bed. But um, yeah, so she decides, right, she's going to put the key in like a, a jacket pocket uh, belonging to Jackie. And then she kind of stuffs the necklace in under Jackie's pillow. So it really looks as bad as possible for her. Oh my God. Yeah, she's it's, it's a clever evil scheme. Very evil, but yes, very sneaky very clever so at the speedway she gives Evan the cash and again he's like look I can't take it he does hand it back yeah Uh, he's quite you know he's he's, he doesn't seem to be in it for the money in fairness to him Mm. and she's like no couples help each other and uh, eventually she takes it and um, and that's actually when he writes her the IOU because he's like look I'm not you know this is an official loan yeah he's like things have to be fair and you need to understand that about me you know if we're we're going to have a relationship this is this is how I would prefer to do things so Mm. she's like okay fine so later the Fowlers and the Bordens are hanging out in the sitting room with Fowler Crest Lila is reading Glamour a real magazine not Mm. Ingenue yeah and Jackie is wearing her hair in a style copied from Lila oh how rude yes she's wearing her hair in a French braid the little (laughs) bitch that's how Lila wore her hair the day before and Lila owns French braids (laughs) You don't get to do that, Jackie. <laughs> it's not like, you know, every child in Ireland knew how no. to do a French flat. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of stunning surprises and barefaced cheek, George oh is surprised when there's a call at the door. Fucking hell. Like, yeah, this is surprising. So <laughs> there's a delivery man at the door who has a chair uh, because apparently Joan sent off a piece of furniture, like uh, a nice chair, apparently from her uh, her guest suite, an armchair. Uh, she sent it off to be recovered. Um, who like, does that? Who? <laughs> Coming in here, recovering people's armchairs. <laughs> like, so rude. She's like, oh, I wanted to surprise you. These men are so bad to bring it around now when you're home. Because uh, apparently she yeah. thought they were delivering it next week. And she's like, oh, let me go upstairs and get my money. But like, shock her. She mm. doesn't have her money with her. Uh, so George ends up having to pay for this <laughs> stupid fucking present that is meant to be for him. What? But, what like, the fuck get somebody's furniture reupholstered? As a present, as a when you present. have no idea that they want it reupholstered, maybe the sentimental value. Like. Oh, but this is the thing to add insult to injury because uh, Lila knows that this armchair apparently was a present f- uh, from her father to her mother 10 years ago. So she's just like, this was my mother's armchair. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so um, she, but George returns after he gets the petty cash to, because it's like 600 quid, fucking hell. And Better off he... buying a suede outfit from Lizette about it. <laughs> Forget the oh, chair. Maybe it's a poster in suede. It's money better spent in Lizette's. Well, Lila is uh, is is shocked when George returns because uh, things weren't quite as she expected. Uh, when George returns. Oh, wait. yes. When George returns because uh, after paying because 
uh, he has some news about his study. Sorry, yes. Oh, this is all the key shenanigans, of course. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> he comes out and he's like, um, do any, any of you know anything about the key uh, to my drawer in the study desk? And everyone's like, no, no, why? What's going on? And he says, look, I usually keep it hidden, but it was lying right on my desk when I came in. Um, not only that, it looks like someone found the cash I keep in the back of my drawer, found it and took it, he says grimly. <gasps> so Lila's like, whoa, hang on a second. The key was on his desk and she's Uh-oh. suddenly really confused. She's like, wait, I did put it in Jackie's pocket though, didn't I? <gasps> but she kind of brazens it out and she's like, oh, we must have a burglar because when I got home tonight, I couldn't find my gold chain. Uh, she's like, you know, the one that you gave me for my last birthday, dad. Um, <gasps> so then he's like, oh, do you think there might've been someone in the house? Is there anything else missing? Uh, and Jackie kind of puts on a big show. She's like, oh, you mean that pretty chain that I was looking at? What oh, has to be around here somewhere? We'll have to just look for it. Um, so they end up doing this massive search of the house for like 20 20- Um, and eventually Lila I suppose after the pretense of like checking all the other places has run out she's like (gasps) Jackie can we just look in your room and uh, it's this whole fucking production Lila like innocently saying you know maybe it just got mixed up with something of yours (laughs) they'll go like and like George is fuming at this of course he's like what are you trying to say here (laughs) so they go into Jackie's room which is neat as ever it's so so god so cringe um Lila's like oh yeah um it could be hidden and like before anyone could stop her she pounced on the bed and yanked <laughs> off the pillow exposing nothing oh Lila you fool you've been outwitted oh no Lila so yeah Jackie is one or two if not five steps ahead of Lila it seems like mm. um so Jackie's like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. Maybe you should check your own room, Lila. Sometimes when I lost something, it turns out to be right where it always usually is. Mm. And that's kind of like, no, it's definitely not in my room. <laughs> <laughs> so they end up having to go into Lila's room and there it is <gasps> on the dresser. Oh. So Jackie's like, oh, I'm so glad you found it. Wouldn't have been awful to lose something. <laughs> and Lila's oh. kind of like, she's just fuming and yeah. embarrassed. And it's just, oh, now she's dropped herself in it because George is like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you trying to make it look like Jackie yes. stole something belonging to you? Like she's really in trouble now with her dad. Yeah. But she's just like, like, is it possible that Jackie was onto me and like moved things back to their original places? And she's like, or was someone else trying to protect Jackie? Mm-hmm. She can't figure out what's after happening here at all. <laughs> yes. And uh, it's genuinely uh, like George is really angry with her. Because mm. he's like, when Jacqueline and, um, and Joan go I don't know back down to sit on the oriental rug George stays behind and rants at her for accusing basically falsely accusing Jacqueline and saying that he bet that Lila had better treat her like her sister because she might be one one day oh no and things get worse the next day when Jessica rings and uh there's a shock for Lila. Yeah. Oh, this is so fucking sneaky. Oh, it so, yeah, now, really now we start, is. We're, we're starting to see that there's more to Jacqueline for sure. Uh, because Jessica, yeah, is chatting to Lila and she's like, oh, I was surprised you and Evan didn't show up at the palace last night. I thought you were nuts about West End. Uh, you know, I, I really thought you'd want those tickets, especially since they were free. You should have come with such a great night. And Lila's like, wait, what are you talking about? Yes. Like, what free tickets? And then it turns out that Jessica had apparently called yesterday and left a message with Jackie for Lila. Uh, she's like, what, didn't you get it? You were supposed to uh, to meet uh, me and Liz at the box office before the show. It was like, it was such a good night. It was like, okay, rub it in, Jess. <laughs> but um, Lila's kind of like, uh-huh, I see. Okay, so clearly 
yes, Jackie had gotten this message and just never passed it on. So yes. then she's like, right, okay, I have something I want to say to Jacqueline and like hangs up on Lila or hangs up on Jess. <laughs> and she is, she, she turns, stomps up to Jacqueline and is like, what, what happened with the message that, li- that uh, Jessica left about the gig? And Jacqueline's all, oh, so he didn't go? Oh, <laughs> enraging! She's so enraging! So frustrating, but like knows she's being this annoying. Um, <laughs> she's like, "Oh God, you know, I'm so, so surprised you didn't go. You know, I wish you'd have let me know you weren't going to. I'd have loved to go, especially since I like Jessica so much. I like <sighs> all your friends. Like, if you're a single white female over here." <laughs> Um, but Jackie insists that uh, she wrote a message down and left it for her uh, on a ch- on her chest of drawers and a tiny slip of paper. She's like, maybe the wind blew it away. Um, but she's like, you know, I definitely left it on your desk right next to your gold chain, as a matter oh. of fact. And it's very pointed. So it's like, OK, we've lots of things being unsaid here now. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. And she's like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe Father Crest has a ghost. <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah, a pair of them. And she <laughs> intended to do some exercising fast hell yes oh my god <laughs> jesus well while she's planning on exorcisms maybe we should have a tiny break and tell people about some other podcasts <laughs> that's true because as you know we are proud members of the headstuff podcast network and every week we like to tell you or every fortnight we like to tell you about another podcast on the network and this week it's fad camp that's right, uh, Fad Camp. It's a comedy podcast about the ridiculousness of fad diets. Uh, so stuff like the juice cleanse, the potato diet. I don't know what that is, but I'm on board with eating more potatoes. Mm, if, that's, if that's true. What it I is. did have potato <laughs> wedges as part of my dinner. Can't have potatoes, but maybe if that's all you're allowed. That wouldn't be great. Mm, no. uh, yeah, so it's hosted by Connor Dowling and comedian Grace Mulvey, and there's already two seasons available uh, on HeadstuffPodcast.com. But the first episode with the network is launching. I think it launched maybe last week. Actually, it okay. should be out now. But there'll be loads of good stuff there to listen to if uh, a comedy podcast about ridiculous diets sounds like something you'd be into you can check it out here fad camp is a comedy podcast about the ridiculousness of fad diets and diet culture hosted by me grace mulvey and me connor dowling if you have a body of any kind chances are you've crossed paths with at least one of the bizarre diet trends we cover in our show and between me and Connor, we have done nearly every fad diet there is. Juice cleansing. Fasting. The potato diet. Which is actually a real diet, by the way, and we don't recommend it. So join us as we try to make sense of the madness that is diet culture. Find Fad Camp everywhere you get your podcasts and make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fad Camp Podcast. And now, back to Sweet Valley, where Lila is ranting to Evan at the beach about how terrible the Bordens are. And uh, he says she should invite him over so she can see he can see them in action. And he she agrees. Yeah, she uh, she figures that that might uh, <laughs> might put her mind at ease somewhat or just distract her from how awful they are. Yeah. So they arrive at Fowler Crest to find Jackie helping Eva in the kitchen and she fawns over Evan, who is charmed. Oh, God. Yeah, just they managed to get everybody on side. So Lila just looks like a mean bitch for for giving out about them all the time. Basically. (laughs) But yeah, she's just really like, oh, it's so nice to meet you at last. And like um, he gets invited then to stay for lunch um, because, yeah, Eva is like, you know, you should stay for lunch because Mrs. Borden, Mr. Fowler will want to meet you as well. Uh, Lila's kind of like, oh, no, this this wasn't what I was planning on. Um, but yes, it, an informal meal, of course, at Fowler Crest turns into an elaborate banquet. So yes. All kinds of shit going on all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like even some woman for one woman to crack out the big spreads. She's 
on the ball. No wonder their gross fee bills are so high. <laughs> and then George makes an announcement that, we're told, makes Lila's blood run cold. Yeah, uh, so he's been called away on a business trip to Honolulu and he'll be leaving first thing tomorrow. Won't be back till Sunday. Um, but Lila, the way he's beaming at Joan, Lila's kind of like has a sickening sense of what's coming next. Uh, and he says, I've asked Joan to come with me, to keep me company, to mix pleasure with business. That is. It's like, oh, come on, George, read the room. <laughs> <laughs> this is both of your kids you're talking to. <laughs> but um, yeah, then he says that, uh, oh, Jacqueline will stay here, of course. There's no point in her going back to L.A. by herself because apparently she has no fucking friends or family there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, now it turns out that Lila's going to be stuck with her the whole time that George is away. Um, and like quite rudely, Mr. Fowler like just says, Jacqueline, do you need to, some things brought here for you or will you be all right just borrowing things of Lila's? And it's like, I know she's rich, but still just run it by her like, know, before you're offering her stuff to somebody. So who wouldn't want to like... Like, go home and get their own pants. <laughs> nice knickers you have there. <laughs> Give us a go. <laughs> like, if only for the underwear, you'd want to get your own. And, your, and like your toiletries and stuff. Like, no, you would want your own stuff. But yeah, apparently George is chill with just offering his daughter's <laughs> stuff to this fucking randomer. It's like, ah, come on. <laughs> You'd at least say it to Lila beforehand or like have a chat with her yourself, not just announce it. And what makes it even worse is that Evan thinks the Bordens are lovely and like a fool, he tells Lila this. Oh no, again, just take your girlfriend's side, you know, it's fine. Exactly. (laughs) Well, the next day, Lila comes home from an outing with Evan to find her father and Joan have gone. And what is much worse... Jacqueline is showing her true colours. And how is she doing this? Well, Lila goes up to her bedroom only to find Jacqueline (laughs) twirling around in front of the mirror wearing the brand new suede outfit Lila had bought from Lisette's. Like, she couldn't (gasps) believe her eyes. And I couldn't either. The neck of this young one. Oh, my God. How rude. Twirling around, no less. (laughs) No, oh my god! Like, how dare she? And apparently, she looks fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's actually what's more annoying. I think to Lila is how good she looks in it. And Lila's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And uh, Jacqueline shrugs and says, "Just trying on a few things to see what I need for the week. This is the first time I've seen the summer swains. <laughs> this is a thing. Like, what?" <laughs> I mean, even in Ireland, summer swains would be a bit harsh for summer. But uh, and you know, it also rains here all the time, so well, <laughs> they yeah. wouldn't last very long. I, I had some suede jackets in the early nineties that uh, died horrible deaths in mm. the rain. Um, but uh, yeah, she's sh- she's thrown all of Lila's clothes at the bed and says, "You have so much stuff; it's hard to decide what I want most." Oh, like yeah, she's really just. Uh, the mask has slipped off now completely oh, at this yeah. stage. Now that there's no parents around, she's just like being a massive bitch to Lila's face. Um, yes. Yeah. And poor Lila's just like, what the fuck? Get out of my room. What is happening? Well, I, Lila also has the great line, get out of my outfit. <laughs> <laughs> but Jacqueline's all like, what you going to do? Your dad isn't here. And uh, Lila's ferocious and Jacqueline calmly gives her credit for not buying Jacqueline's sickly sweet act. We're told most people do. 
Yeah, so we fully know now that Jacqueline is an absolute snake and up to no good. So she just, yeah, at the first opportunity has just, yeah, dropped the facade completely. Yeah, take much. Um, so Lila feels trapped, but no, she has to do something because, as we're told, nobody did something like this to Lila Fowler and got away with it. Oh, hell no. So a few days later, Lila tries to pick an outfit. Jackie's stolen all her clothes. Oh, like all her favourite stuff. <laughs> like fucking Jackie's after taking off with it. Yeah. Oh my God, you'd be so annoyed. And uh, yeah, Jackie has totally dropped the the nice girl act and is, uh, apart from when Eva's around, mm. she treats Lila, oh, this would be so fucking annoying, with a mixture of, we're told, amusement and contempt. Like the contempt is one thing. It's the amusement that would really oh, just... Oh, you couldn't. That, that would be... send you over the edge. Oh, I'd just be turned inside out, like, with the rage. Yeah, (laughs) me too. And what's worse is that she keeps, every time the phone rings, Jacqueline answers and keeps chatting to Lila's friends. Oh, God. Yeah, she'll be onto them for ages and then eventually will come around and be like, oh, it's for you, as if it's a surprise that somebody would ring Lila in her house. (laughs) But then the phone rings and Jacqueline answers it. But who could it be? Oh, it's, uh, oh, she hoped that it would be Evan, but it turns out it's Bruce. It's One Bruce One. <laughs> and he's calling from his car phone. So he's literally <laughs> calling from One Bruce One. <laughs> it literally is One Bruce One from One Bruce One. <laughs> well, uh, he's decided that he wants to call in that favour. Uh-oh, yeah, Lila's stomach sinks and she's like, oh Christ, this is just what I need now. <laughs> but uh, Bruce, yeah, she says, oh God, look, what is it, Bruce? And he's like, oh, nothing I can talk about right now. You know what car phones are like. It's like, nobody knows what car phones are like. Yeah. Bruce, even then they didn't know. Yeah, but he says, they you know, listened into. Apparently so. Um, not the most secure of lines, I guess. But she's just like, oh God, what kind of favour do you have that you wouldn't want anyone to hear? And he's like, look, I need to talk to you in person. Uh, can you meet me somewhere or can I come over? And she's like, oh God, she thinks about Jackie and she's like, oh Christ, I better just meet you somewhere. <laughs> um, so uh, she says, yeah, look, I'll, I'll, I'll meet you at the Box Tree Cafe. Uh, in 20 minutes and Bruce's like okay but try to cheer up <laughs> so she just hangs up on him she's like oh god now to get out and see this fucking guy <laughs> I do love she? their <laughs> well I, by the way I do love their frenemy dynamic it's always oh, it's so much fun <laughs> yeah yes well then she um she after she bids him which she doesn't even bid him farewell she, she, oh, she, she just hangs him <laughs> yeah um but uh yeah she as she goes to get the keys of the lime green triumph. But what has happened? They're not there. Like, <gasps> how could they not be there? That's where she keeps the keys to her car. But then Eva comes down the stairs and she's like, oh, I'm where are you off to? Uh, and Lila's like, oh, I'm meeting a friend downtown. I won't be long. And Eva's like, what? You mean you're going to take the bus? You should have just gone with Jackie. <gasps> and then it's like, uh, gone along where and apparently Jackie's after fucking off to meet Jessica at the mall which is one thing but she fucking took Lila's car without asking <laughs> she, has, do so. she has stolen the live green triumph it is grand theft auto she literally <laughs> stole her car <laughs> by the way we're told that like she wishes Lila wishes she could tell Eva about Jacqueline's treachery but feels Eva wouldn't believe her I mean you've literally got proof she just stole your car that is true, yeah. But I suppose Jackie's been keeping up the act in front oh, of Eva the whole true. time. And and to be fair to Lila, anyone that she's been giving out about Jackie to has been like, oh, I think she's really nice. So I suppose 
you can't really blame her for thinking yeah. Eva might also take Jackie's side when like Jessica and also her own boyfriend yeah well she arrives at the box tree cafe 20 minutes late Bruce isn't pleased <laughs> but he says that uh uh, he and Sonia are doing great and says why would she want a grease monkey like Evan when she can have Bruce Patman and I don't know why I found this line so funny but Lila says Bruce Patman how dare you call Evan a grease monkey <laughs> it's like it's a proper insult yes. or something that's just two random words thrown together relax Lila <laughs> but uh, Bruce is tired of Sonia now and he's, <laughs> he's calling in a favour that's right um Yes, he says that uh, what he needs is that, uh, yes, he reminds her that Evan is racing in this big race at Davis Speed, Speedway, which is the one that he needed the, the $500 for. But Bruce wants uh, Lila to make sure that Evan bags out of the race. <laughs> I don't like, know what that meant. Neither did I. I mean, they explained it, but... Thankfully, Bruce was here to explain it. Yes. Lila's <laughs> like, bags out. And Bruce is like, right, bags out, cancels. You know, Lila, withdraws himself from competition. (laughs) (gasps) And why could this be? Well, it turns out that uh, a friend of Bruce's, a guy called Toby Clement, is racing in that race. And Bruce has a pretty big bet riding on Toby and that he's going to win it. So he doesn't want Evan to screw up the odds and end up winning the race and and (laughs) ruining Bruce's bet that he has on, basically. And Lila realises she can't really object to this because she did say... He, she, you know, he could have whatever favor he wanted, and this, this is, it. is this. She should have had terms and conditions, Lila. Come uh, on, now. come on. You're, I mean, you're smarter than this, Lila. Could have seen this coming. <laughs> she arrives home at, to Fowler Crest to find all the lights blazing, and George has got champagne. Oh no! Because un, unsurprisingly, <laughs> something big happened in their Honolulu holiday. Oh God! Yeah, so Jackie's the fun, the one who meets her at the door when she uh, when she gets home and kind of like drags her into like a I don't know a sunroom or something, and uh, yeah, she sees that everybody's celebrating. She's like, Oh God, what's what's going on? What is this? And George then you know in front of everybody tells her that uh, that Joan and he uh, had some. I mean, we wanted that is, and he kind of stammers over it, and Lila's like, Oh God, this is not going to be anything good. And then Jackie bursts out, Mommy and George are getting married. Oh. Like, George, this is not how you tell your teenage daughter who has had a single parent for most of her life that you're yeah. getting married. Oh, God. I know. And for Jackie to be the one to say it as well. Oh, it's just like, oh God, sickening. salt in the wound. Oh, and Jacqueline's all like, oh, we're going to be so happy. And when the girls are alone, Jacqueline is all, oh, I suppose I should toast my new sister. But <laughs> Lila's not taking this lying down. No, Lila's just like, OK, this this is not this is not how I go down. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she says um, that, uh, yeah, things aren't going on this way any longer. Uh, her eyes flash. She's like, if you and your mother are really moving in here, things are going to change. And Jackie's like, oh, really? Like raising an eyebrow at her. Lila's like, yes, the sooner you get used to that idea, the better. Oh, you tell her, Lila. <laughs> well, by Monday, Joan is in full party planner mode. And uh, George reminds her that they're meant to be throwing a party for Jacqueline's birthday. <laughs> and then Jacqueline says, it's so kind of George, of you, George. And he sort of growls. This is so inappropriate. He says, what's this George business? Can't we do a little bet- uh, better than that if your mother and I are engaged? Are you honestly suggesting she call you dad? <laughs> <laughs> like, you've known her for like two months. <laughs> the, the 
if, if Lila had to hear Jacqueline call her father daddy, she thought she would lose it. And honestly, so would I. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, George. Oh, no, George, absolutely not. <laughs> um, so Lila decides she's going to have to work fast. And step one, she doesn't have a proper plan, but first of all, she's going to fake it. She's going to pretend she's happy with everything. Yes, that's, yeah, she says, look, she's going to work harder than ever on her plan to to get rid of them. But even though she doesn't have a plan yet, yeah, she reckons the, the best course of action right now is to just be super excited and thrilled and try and be real helpful. So she yeah. pipes up that uh, they should make it a combination party uh, mm. and for Jackie's birthday and the engagement party to be the one uh, shindig. And everyone looks at her in amazement. <laughs> uh, and Jonah's, Jonah's like, oh, how sweet and thoughtful of you. And George is actually really happy then to see this because he is just like, oh, you know, yay, Lila's excited about this. Um, so it's like, oh, no, George. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Lila, she's so clever. She's like, yeah, let's um, let's have it this coming Friday. Yeah, and she says, like, let's have an intimate little dinner. Mm. And she suggests then, you know, maybe the board would you maybe you would like to help throw it, which is a subtle way of saying maybe you're going to like actually contribute some money for once Fucking and pay up once in your lives. <laughs> George is horrified at this idea. Oh, God. Yeah, he's like, absolutely not. They will not pay a cent. This is our party for them. Now, remember your manners. Uh, and Lila's like, oh, sorry. And just kind of she notices Joan looking really uncomfortable mm. uh, and just kind of pretends to to breeze along and and carry on planning the party and chatter yeah. on about that. But she's she's definitely like, mm, yes, the Bordens never volunteered to foot the bill for anything. No, they but she knows not. that. Uh, but she knows this is a good move for now anyway, because she's kind of her dad is is is. Uh, looking happy about things and just kind of winning points on, on his side anyway. So yeah, exactly. Um, so on Monday, Evan asks how she is and when she uh, tells him about the engagement, he is sympathetic, but somehow he tells her it'll be okay when they're married. Why would that make it better? That would obviously make it worse. That means they're she's stuck with him in her house. Like, that's <laughs> definitely not better. Um, so she tells him, look, we're having this engagement party on Friday and I really need you there. And... Uh, He's like, well, that's the night of my big race. <laughs> She's so clever because I actually didn't even it cop it when is. she suggested the Friday night. Me too, until like, this scene. It was only when it got to this point. I was like, oh, Lila, you sneaky bitch. Oh my God. <laughs> like, completely went over my head. So yeah, Lila would run rings around me anyway. <laughs> oh God, yeah, me too. Jesus. So, yeah, she kind of pretends that she's forgotten about Evan's race. And she's like, um, oh, you know, I really, I really do need you there. Uh, so when he's like, oh no, the race. Um, then Lila just puts on a martyr act and she's like, yes. oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Like the hurt and betrayal <laughs> she managed to work into her voice surprised her. It's like, ooh. <laughs> well done, Lila. So she really plays it perfectly and Evan's like, it's okay, I'll bag the race. I want <gasps> to be there for you. Well, yeah, he says, there'll be other races. Oh. And uh, they embrace and Lila dampens her her guilt about, you know, tricking him into uh, bagging the race. But remind you, <laughs> Uh, reminding yourself that uh, Evan's getting Lila instead of boring Sonia so really she's just doing him a favour I mean, he's he's getting such a good deal out of this <laughs> so on Thursday Fowler Crest is in complete chaos oh god <laughs> yeah so it's the day before the party of mm. course so Joan and Jackie have gone back to LA to pack up some of their things and uh, make arrangements to have the rest of their stuff moved at a later date, they come back, there's boxes everywhere, like a gardener and a handyman have had to be enlisted to move shit around and have the buttons unpack. Like, it sounds head-wrecking, to be honest. Yeah. So Lila's uh, h- hiding out, basically, by the pool. And uh, she makes her way back to her room through the back stairs. But when she passes, 
the sweet of the of the the Joan and uh, J- Joan Joan and Jacqueline. Sorry, I'm just going to call them Joan and Jane. I'm getting confused <laughs> with all the J's. Um, the suite where Joan and Jacqueline are staying. She overhears quite the conversation. That's right. Yeah. So she hears Joan saying, well, by next week, uh, he and I will be married um, and there won't be a thing to worry about anymore. And Jackie's like, what if that awful daughter of his gets in the way somehow? I don't trust her. Uh, so Lila's kind of like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Uh, Joan is like, oh, I can manage her. Haven't I done a good job so far with her father? Um, so she's kind of hearing all this conversation going on. And the way they're talking about George, of course, Lila's just like, oh, this is some bullshit. And they're laughing um, while well, oh, Joan's laughing. Yeah, they're being so horrible and devious. And she hears Jackie saying, I'm just afraid someone will find out who we really are. If he knew you didn't have a sense to your name uh, and kind of trails off and I was like oh shit here we go this is it (laughs) (laughs) so uh, Joan is like how can you find that out trust me I know how to how to take care of George Fowler as soon as he and I are married you and I are going to be millionaires 10 times over I'll make sure of that then all that's left for us to do is wait things out till I can file for divorce and alimony. George Fowler will never know what hit him. <gasps> My God. Scammers. They're like, have you ever seen Heartbreakers? Yeah, that that's like, exactly yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, Security <laughs> Weaver and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yes. That's all I was thinking of this whole time. <laughs> Which came out several years after this. Oh, so many. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I think Fun mother-daughter scammer story. Like, I do kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do do like the idea that the Heartbreaker script writers were stealing from... um... (laughs) Lila's story. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Lila is obviously, you know, she's she's stunned, and she does feel sorry for her dad. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, clearly Joan is is completely using him, but he mm. really is into her and really yeah. has fallen for her. So she really is sad at the thought that her dad was so excited about having found someone to share his life. And it's like, oh no, poor George. Uh, so he was actually in love with a woman who had turned out to be a total fake. That's true. Yeah. Well, she she spends the next 24 hours in a rage because she knows she can't tell George because like she has no proof. He'll think it's just another sort of acting out thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, she's she's getting ready for the party and Bruce rings to thank her about the race and she's like, look, we're even. That's it. I've done you a favour. And in mm. uh, fairness to him, he agrees. Yeah. So that's the end of him asking for uh, for special um, uh, favours and, and <laughs> the debt is cleared. That's it. Yes, we're done. <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh, well, he does appear once more before the end. Oh, that's true. So Jacqueline comes into Lila's room and tries to borrow Lila's pearl earrings, but Lila's like, put them down. And in one of my favourite moments, advances menacingly to oh. Jacqueline. Fucking get her, Lila. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, I know you and your mother aren't who they say aren't who you say you are. And Jacqueline looks scared for a split second, but then she's all bravado. Yeah, she's like, oh, who cares what you know or what you think you know? She's like, what do you think you're going to you know, do about it? Go and tattle to your daddy. Oh. Uh, and Lila's just like, I just might. But uh, as Jackie points out, she's like, do you really think he's going to believe you? Like, he'll just think you're jealous because he's marrying my mother and throwing a big party for me. And she just gives her this cold, mocking smile. Oh, it's terrible. Just like, Oh, she's such a bitch. She's like, oh, dream on, Lila. Because in just three weeks, our parents are going to be married and then you're going to be stuck with us for good. Oh. 
Lila's almost crying with rage and as would mm. I be, so I can't blame her. Yeah. So she knocks on um, on George's uh, door. I was going to say his bedroom door, but it's actually the door of his suite. Yet again, I'm very I keep confusing myself with the elaborate nature of the Fowler's domestic setup. They're... Just when you think you have a handle on how big and fancy it is, it's like no people don't have bedrooms; they have entire suites with like an extra living room. In it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's des- dressed to the nines and. Um, she tells him what she overheard, but George, unsurprisingly, does not believe her. Oh, I know. This is it because it was after that little confrontation with Jackie. Mm. Lila just thinks that all she, all that's left for her to do that she can can do is just tell her dad. Yeah. But, you know, of course, he's just like, um, yeah, I <laughs> don't believe this. Yes. Which is really hurtful as well because, like... And I know and this is the thing about Lila, I suppose, the fact that she had pulled off or tried to pull off yeah. framing Jackie just doesn't give her really a leg to stand on now coming with more stories. So it just, it doesn't look good for Lila, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. So she knows she needs to get the boards to expose themselves somehow. So later in the garden, the party is in full swing. Jessica rightly praises Lila's outfit, which is my favourite, I think, of all her outfits in the book, just on a personal level. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's just the sort of thing I'd, I would have very much liked to wear at that mm. period of time, <laughs> in the late 80s. And uh, Lila is, she can't find Evan anywhere. Yeah, because he, he has arrived and she only saw him like really briefly, mm. but she's been like looking for him for the last 20 minutes or something. Yeah. Um, and Jessica is like, no, I haven't seen him. Um, but she kind of starts babbling then about, oh, aren't you excited about the wedding? And I was like, oh, God, shut up, Jess. <laughs> She's like, I have to find Evan. So she uh, she kind of goes on the hunt looking for him because mm. um, he had arrived a bit late. Yes. Um, looking incredibly gorgeous. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> Deep tan and what have you. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, she'd kind of seen him very briefly and then he mm. hadn't come back. And now she felt kind of weirdly insecure because she was just like, oh, God, where is he? Uh, until she then spots him uh, in the middle of the garden, deep in conversation with Jacqueline. Mm. <laughs> yes, they're very uh, intimate. And uh, and he even pulls out a chair for her at the table. Yeah, for a second when it said this bit, I was like, oh my God, is he just going to sit down with Jackie so and ignore <laughs> What the fuck is this? But yeah, no, he just kind of walks her to her chair and then mm. comes back over to Lila. But like, in fairness, I'd also be kind of like, hang on a second now, what the fuck is this? It's like I literally haven't seen you all evening, and yeah. uh, oh, now you show up. Okay, chairs for fucking Jackie. What is this? <laughs> so she is in a rage when he eventually joins her, just in time to hear George make a toast to the Bordens to Lila's disgust. <laughs> and uh, Evan tells Lila that Jacqueline said that uh, she and Lila are getting on wonderfully. Oh God! <laughs> and uh, she makes a jibe about Evan getting on well with Jacqueline. Yeah, Evan looks hurt and he's like, what's that supposed to mean? But Lila's just so angry. She's like, what do you think? I saw you two together and I saw the way you were looking at her. Um, And then Evan is like, look now, hang on a second, Lila. I know you can be incredibly temperamental and touchy sometimes. Like, what are you you doing saying this to her when she's clearly angry to begin with? It's like, I know you're a massive bitch sometimes, (laughs) but like, fuck off, Evan. My notes do say fuck off, Evan. <laughs> and rightly so. <laughs> it's also like, 
you know she's not happy about her whatever you might think of the Bordens you know she's not happy with her dad marrying this woman and bringing this girl to live in their house so yeah. just be slightly more sensitive and don't say god you're so unreasonable constantly oh, yeah. up the handle what you're overreacting with everything so rude um, yeah and again he's just like oh I don't see why you don't like her she's perfectly nice I'm like oh god damn um, but Lila's just like seriously take my word for it she is not all she seems um, and then he's like he kind of cradles her face and he's like oh all this stuff is such a shock to me to you no wonder you're overreacting <laughs> like he's actually very patronising to her oh, he's dreadful <laughs> he's not yeah. worthy of Lila no not a bit so it turns out that Joan wants to get married in three bloody weeks <laughs> three weeks to I plan this sort of spectacular wedding what kind of 90 day fiance stuff is this <laughs> <laughs> if only 90 days <laughs> 21 days yeah so of course the next day the house is still in total chaos everything you know there's mag- mag- wedding magazines everywhere wedding That's planners it. are being it's switched now to wedding mode and there's just shit mm. everywhere <laughs> Jacqueline is having the time of her life and says that uh George is going to get her and Lila matching cars after the oh wedding. God. <laughs> also, apparently Joan and George are going to go on a three week long honeymoon, which is like longer than the lead up to their wedding, basically. Or at least the same true. time. Yeah, they were, Mr. Fowler wanted to take Joan someplace exotic for their honeymoon. Possibly the Orient. <laughs> the Orient. <laughs> that lie there. Well, Lila decides um, that uh, she's going to, you know, again, copy uh, Jacqueline's sweet and sickly style and feels that if she tries to get involved in the wedding plans, it might give her an opportunity to, you know, put a spoke in the wheel. Yeah, so, she, might, she might figure something out as she goes. Yeah. Um, so George is worried about where the, the trio, the musical trio who are going to play the, the music during the wedding are going to be placed. So Lila says that she'll help out with that one. Mm. And as they walk around the grounds, George is really happy to see her so enthusiastic about his impending nuptials and Lila has to hide her true feelings. So as the weeks go by, we're told things aren't all brilliant between uh, Lila and Evan. Yeah, like Evan has been over almost every day, apparently, in the weeks to the in, you know, during the run up to this wedding uh, because he knows how busy Lila is with with everything. But um yeah, she's kind of like, she's glad to see him every time, but she also feels like things are a bit different between mm. them. And he seems kind of tense and distracted that he's not being like as affectionate as he usually would. Um, and she noticed he didn't seem enthusiastic when she came up with plans for doing things together. So she's kind of feeling a bit insecure, but she's like, no, like he must still like me because why else would he keep coming over all the time? Yes. Um, and she's like, oh, maybe he's just sorry that he dropped out of the race that time. And he's just probably a little turned off by all the wedding plans too. Mm. Uh, but then they have their first, uh, just a couple of days, or possibly the day before the wedding, mm. they have their first proper fight. <gasps> and what could it be about? Fuck's oh, sake, Evan. Stupid Jackie. <laughs> Seriously, Evan, like, don't, get, you know, she's not doing anything actively mean to Jackie at the moment. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, right now, you have no proof that she's doing anything mean. <laughs> but don't give out to her for not being, like, you know, best friends with this girl who has literally moved into the house she's lived in on around with her dad pretty much all her life exactly yeah he's like oh she's trying so hard to be your sister and you keep rebuffing her um and lila's like what the fuck is this why does he care so much about how i treat jackie and she's like you don't know the first thing about her but she kind of is immediately regretting how cross she sounds because she knows that 
he's just going to keep digging his heels in and they're just not going to agree on this basically. No. So uh, when he's over in the house uh, when this is going on and she has committed to doing some wedding organizing stuff. But he says, look, you can hang out by the pool before you head off to the track later. Um, but when it comes, you know, she go, when she's finished her, her duties and she realizes it's time for Evan to, to leave, she can't find him. Yeah, again, he's after disappearing and she's like, God damn, where is this guy? So she kind of wanders around uh, looking for him. And then the door of the sitting room between the two guest bedrooms was ajar in the the, the fucking guest wing that (laughs) Joan and Jackie live in. Um, But she overhears, she was about to knock and then she hears familiar voices. She can hear Jackie and Evan talking. Uh, so poor Lila freezes and she hears Evan saying, I had no idea I could feel like this. How much longer do you think we can keep it up? I don't think I can stand it anymore. <gasps> Son of a bitch. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you do this to our flat face queen? So Lila, of all people. I mean, if it was Jessica, you'd be like, yeah, well, she probably has this coming. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I like, would be happy, frankly. Not Lila. <laughs> So yeah, she can hear Jackie then saying, we can't say anything. She hates me so much as it is if she found out. Um, So Lila is trying to get her head around this that like, she's like, she couldn't believe it. Jacqueline and Evan, was it possible or was she actually losing her mind? (laughs) But when she looks in through the the crack in the door, she sees Jacqueline in in Evan's arms. Oh no. And he's he's saying that she's always been the one for him. And... uh, when she says she'd love to come and see him race, and this is how we realise that Evan really is an absolute dick. Oh, he this gives guy's... her the same line he used on Lila, pretty much. <sighs> Sneaky son of a bitch. Yeah, he says, uh, oh, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to be in the race. And Jacqueline's like, why? Why not? I'd love to come and watch you. He's like, I'm glad you're so supportive. Lila couldn't stand my racing, Evan said. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. The bare-faced cheek. Oh my god, I was so mad at this. <laughs> Absolutely disgraceful. Carry on. Yeah. <sighs> so, Lila, understandably, runs away cry. Oh. It's the wedding day and Lila is up early. Um, so she goes out to the giant marquee where everything's being set up and she notes the uh the musicians are arranging their their microphones and um but while she's going around supervising everything she's feeling genuine panic this is the thing because i mean she she still hasn't got a plan or or figured out how she's going to expose these two bitches um and i suppose she's been so busy with the actual planning of the wedding she really hasn't had time for the all the the secret planning (laughs) to try and break this whole shindig up uh and now obviously she's really running out of time like Mm. it's the morning of the wedding so she's kind of just going around doing whatever jobs she has to do anyway but uh just still hasn't been able to think of anything yet so it's really coming down to the wire now yeah so uh one of the musicians sort of is is friendly and sort of jokes around with her a bit and to take her mind off things she asks him how the the sound system works because you know it's an outdoor event Mm. and he says oh you have to ask mr mitchell who's sort of organizing this stuff um so uh lila goes off and has a little chat with Mr. Mitchell. Hmm. <laughs> so later, Joan is all excited because her wedding dress arrived on the fucking afternoon of the wedding. Like, this is what happens if you get married with three weeks three notice. Weeks. <laughs> Do you think you get a dress at all? <laughs> well, actually, in Ireland, you can't, you have to register your wedding three or your marriage 
uh, three months in advance. Like you've got to go to the registry office and oh, that's true, yeah. fill out the forms and everything. And mm. uh, and like you could not get married here in three weeks unless I think they might give you special permission if, you know, there's an absolute emergency. Mm. And by absolute emergency, I literally mean somebody dying. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, they're not going to just go, oh, you feel like getting married in three weeks for no real reason. Just so you, you're you're planning to divorce this rich man and take all his money. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Jesus. I mean, in uh, 1989, poor Joan would have been stuck with George. There'd be no divorce for her. <laughs> oh, in this country, yeah, true. <laughs> Wait five years, then you could do it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Actually, uh, American listeners, tell us, is this another flight of fancy? Like, can you just decide to get married in three weeks and do it in California? Because it seems a bit unlikely. Oh, it's more like a Vegas. Or like, I know Nevada, yeah. like, that's the whole thing with Vegas, is that exactly, you can kind of yeah. spur the moment, do it there. Or is it like Reno as well? Or maybe that's the divorce side of things. Well, Reno used to be, but they're both in Nevada. So That's true, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Reno is where people used to go and get divorced, like divorced. go stay at a ranch. That was it. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, yeah, all bets are off in Nevada, obviously. <laughs> <For> California? <laughs> Tell us, listeners. Yeah. Well, um, Lila is uh, not paying much attention to Joan because she's still pondering a ch- her chat with Mr. Mitchell, which finally gave her a potentially show stopping idea. Mm, she may just have come up with something. Yes. But she needs a little bit more info. And before she could get it, Evan rings and he feigns devotion to Lila to her disgust. Uh, yeah, she's just like, oh god, this guy. Now that she she really knows what he's up to, um, she's like, oh, you know, we're we're really busy. Um, are you still planning on coming? And he's kind of like, yeah, but he's like, you're not mad at me for some reason, are you? You sound kind of funny. Um, and Lila's like, oh, I'm just really caught up in this wedding stuff now. I better go, but I'll see you later. So before he can say anything else, she hangs up, and she's like, that was perfect. She congratulated <laughs> herself, absolutely inspired. Apparently, she'd been just cold and distant enough to give Evan the idea that she was angry, but she didn't give him a chance to find out why. He would have to spend the whole day sweating it out. <laughs> Good for you, Lila. Get it. <laughs> so she heads off to find Mr. Mitchell, and she says that her dad really wants to know how both the music music and the ceremony are going to be transmitted because, you know, it's really important that everybody can hear. There's going to be literally hundreds of people there. But uh, Mr. Mitchell reveals all. Yeah, he kind of explains the whole setup and that there's um, there's all these like microphones of all different sizes apparently hidden in the bushes. Yes. <laughs> it's quite an elaborate setup. <laughs> but yeah, it's because it's an outdoor ceremony. So there's kind of there's microphones all over the shop to mm. uh, to make sure that everybody can hear uh, what's going on up on the, I was going to say the stage, but I mean, whatever, the <laughs> altar, I guess. Yeah. Um, like an outdoor wedding in your house. But um, yeah, because there's going to be like 300 guests or something, I think, at this thing. I know. It's like, very, very fancy. Like that's that's like an Irish wedding. And even that's big for an Irish wedding. Oh God, that's really big. There were 100 of mine. Like 300 seems I, massive. No, 300... Yeah, 300 feels pretty standard for like a down the country kind of wedding, to be honest. <laughs> See Dublin people in your small weddings. The spaces are big enough. Our reception was on top of Fallon and Burns. It couldn't fit 300. Where would you put everyone? Exactly. Well, this is uh, Lila. This, this is, is only delighted. And she asks if anybody will hear them getting ready to come out from the sunroom, because that's where she and uh, Joan and Jacqueline are going to be waiting to, you know, because they're the bridesmaids mm. to parade. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. You're going to ha- you have to have the mics near you. And 
Uh, Lila realizes she finally has a way to show the world what the Bordens are really like. And it is, you know, the classic microphone being turned on. It's it's an oldie, but it is a goodie. You know, yeah, that's it. Like it's it's a trope for a reason because mm. it's good, gets results, it fucking works, and it's satisfying. <laughs> it does. Also, I do like that she asks in advance because I've done a lot of like events at literary festivals and stuff, and it is your fear when you're mic'd up beforehand that <gasps> there yeah. that you are being broadcast to a theater full of people and <laughs> that they could like hear you go to the toilet. Oh, <laughs> Because they hook you up beforehand. So everybody at some stage does, you know, have their last minute piss. Of course. While, <laughs> <That's me. laughs> yes. While attached to a radio mic. God, and it, oh, is, wow, yeah. it is the fear that you can be overheard with all of this. It's never happened so far. Okay, good. To me. But it better happen to other people. Touch wood. Yeah, it's like, oh God, she's peeing for ages. <laughs> <laughs> she okay. Wow, they're, they're saying some stuff about the audience now yeah. in that green room. <laughs> Um, so the guest suite is madness at the last minute um, you know preparations and Joan looks amazing we're told but the wide space dresses are hideous <laughs> yes and Lila notices that Jacqueline is still putting on her nice little girl act in front of her mother so her mother obviously doesn't know that um, that Lila is uh, aware of their evil yeah, that she's like, and it wasn't even that she slipped up in front of Lila. Like she just fully dropped the act. Yeah. Once the parents were gone. Yeah, exactly. So um, the plan uh, is for the band to play Yezu, Son of Man's Desiring, which we might remember. I, had they just waited a little longer, Lila could have played it for them on the marimba. <laughs> she could have. <laughs> and I would pay good money to see it. Especially to see what the fuck the marimba that she oh. allegedly plays actually is, because we still don't know. <laughs> oh my god, I was playing a kalimba the other day, and it, it is not the instrument that uh, Lila described with its <laughs> strings. I mean, it remains a mystery. <laughs> it really does. Well, uh, that when they're playing, sadly not Lila on the marimba, <laughs> when they're playing Yezu, Son of Man's Desiring, the bridesmaids will parade out to Mr. Fowler and the minister, who'll be waiting in the, I don't know, stage. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> neither of us are sure what this is it's more of a stage than an altar I think it's fair to say <laughs> so Lila's nerves are are up to 90 because her plan has to work this is her mm. last chance this is it this is really like down to the very last minute yeah yes so the Bordens and Lila are in the sunroom waiting for their cue and we're told that Lila has hidden several microphones around the room like behind pot plants and things. Oh, yeah, under wicker furniture and behind plants. It's like, <laughs> yes, go on Lila, fucking Mission Impossible house <laughs> Well, Lila says how mad it is that, you know, there's 300 people out there waiting for them. 300 witnesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then Lila says, asks Joan, is it a good idea to pretend to feel something you don't in front of so many people? (gasps) And Joan is all like, oh, I adore your father. I want to be a good mother. But Lila says, quit the acting. (laughs) 
That's right, yeah. And she drops Jackie in it, which is great. She's like, I think it's time we all quit the acting here. Jackie made it clear to me weeks ago who who you two are and what you're really after. And Joan like immediately turns white and just like turns on Jackie. It's great. She doesn't even keep up the facade at all. And she's like, you did what? Jackie's like, don't listen to her. She's lying. But Joan's expression of horror said it all apparently. And she's like, how could you? She demanded, grabbing her daughter and shaking her shoulders violently. Fucking hell. She's like, you could have ruined everything if her father finds out. Don't you see how close we are? Oh, yeah, you swore not to drop the act for a single minute. And uh, Jackie's like, mother, let go of me. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Joan is just on a rant now. And she's like, how dare you tell me who I should be mad at after I've put myself through all this just so you <gasps> and I can have the kind of money you've always wanted. I've done this for you just as much as for me. Uh, so like, Lila's kind of standing there going, holy shit, I didn't think it would go this well. <laughs> <laughs> Like it took no work at all to get them to uh, to drop the act and show their true colors. But uh, yeah, they're just full on rowing now because yeah. Jackie's like, I wasn't the one who asked you to marry him. And um, Joan's like, stop it. Everything I've done my whole life, I've done for you. Uh, and Jackie's like, I suppose you don't have anything to gain from trapping a millionaire yourself. Oh. And Joan's like, I can't wait till this is all over. Let's all take a deep breath and try not to get carried away by nerves. And this is them kind of like, right, we're done now. We're just going to get through this. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they, they walk out into the crowd. <laughs> and it's such a great moment, for, especially the nice little detail that Lila has faked a sort of brave, resigned smile. <laughs> <laughs> She's played it so perfectly. <laughs> and then she can't resist turning to look at Joan's face as the crowd go wild. Oh, my God. I love this crowd so much. So <laughs> then was absolutely incredible and like yeah I'll say <laughs> one by one the guests started hissing <laughs> getting to their feet breaking into whispered exchanges with one another until the entire lawn seemed to be resonating with an angry clatter can you just picture them just standing up and going I love them, but they're crazy. They get even better. It goes on. So George is furious, obviously. And Joan is like, what's wrong? <laughs> and George is like, how could you? And reveals they heard all. And Jackie, Jacqueline desperately says, oh, uh, you can't have, it can't have been us you heard. We were in the sun room. You can't have heard us from then, from there. And then Mr. Mitchell produces the mics yes the mystery is solved he announces coming forward with the three microphones Lila had hidden in the sunroom at least now we know technically what happened um so Joan looks like she's about to pass out she's like those were there and you and I and she kind of panics and like looks around realizing that like yeah, yeah everybody's hurried bitch and <laughs> it was Lila who, who got you that's it she's like you must be behind this you were in the sunroom when you must have put those horrible things there to trap us and Lila's like yeah I did yeah. <laughs> so she said that she owed it she owed it to her father to do something to stop the wedding she said the best thing I could think of was to let you you yourselves show him who you really are and what oh. you're really like <laughs> and George apologizes profusely he's like Lila you knew all along didn't you and every time I accused you of being unfriendly or unjust to them it was because you were trying to tell me the truth and I would Aww. never listen 
And I was like, yes, yes, that's uh, that's why. Yeah, even the times when it was just Lila being a little snake and trying yeah. to get Jackie in trouble. It's like it's all now bundled into Lila just trying to open his eyes to what was really going on. So she's just getting away with murder here. It's fantastic. I, know. I love it. <laughs> So Lila's full of joy as uh, George uh, gives her a big hug. And then Joan is all like, maybe this isn't a good time to get married right now. Maybe we can postpone the wedding. And George is like, what the fuck? Get your shit out of my house. Yeah, Yeah, he literally says leave and never come back. (laughs) And as they scurry off, she sees Evan shake his head reproachfully at Jacqueline. Neck of this lad. (laughs) So um, Lila can't wait for Evan to crawl back to her and be crushed. Here's one of my favourite moments <laughs> in this whole story. <laughs> Sorry, I'm actually crying. Are you okay? <laughs> George says that thanks to his daughter, there won't be a wedding after all. And then for and everyone cheers. <laughs> and then says, oh, then they can't, they shouldn't waste all that food. So they're going to have a party just to celebrate Lila. Oh my god. Fantastic and deserved. <laughs> it's just incredible. I like that he doesn't even skip a beat. She's not like, do you know what? I think I'm really sorry, everybody. I think you should leave. I've just yeah. found no, out my fiance's lying. It's like, no, celebrate Lila. Come on. Come out. <laughs> <laughs> but again, this crowd like are delivering on I all know, levels. I love them. It's like apart from hissing at the villains, like <laughs> when he says, uh, "Yeah, uh, due to my daughter's intervention, he hugged Lila, and the crowd cheered. There won't be a wedding today after all." A sigh of relief went through the crowd. <laughs> They're just like, "Yay!" Oh, <laughs> they're literally like a panto crowd, and oh I love them God. so much. They are a panto crowd. It's <laughs> like boo. She's behind I, you. I'm surprised it didn't say that when Lila walked out but no it would have fitted in perfectly with their buzz it's great and even better Evan well no not even better than the crowd they are the best but it's a it's a great moment because Evan comes up uh to George and Lila and Lila's all like oh remember that money that went missing um Jacqueline took it to give to Evan but he's got an IOU and he's got to give it back to you right now Oh, so good. Like, she's so quick on her feet because this was perfect as well. I was just oh, like, I damn, it. Lila, you had this locked and loaded. <laughs> she did. And she sweeps away, ignoring Evan. And she finds Jessica and Amy um, to hang out and party. And uh, she knows she could do better than Evan. Most importantly, she's both got rid of her enemies and regained her dad's trust. Oh, my God. Like, stunning I love it so much it's like forget the wedding this is now just a party in Lila's honour for reasons it really is because like later you know Jessica's congratulating her on her triumph and the party is still going on and it is a party like no one seems to feel in any way awkward that there was meant to be a wedding that no like nobody gives a shit obviously like nobody belonging to Joan was there because yeah. this is all just like Sweet Valley uh, delightedness they're just they're gas yeah. oh my god they're literally <laughs> celebrating Lila's victory I love it <laughs> rightly so so uh, the um and Jessica asks after Evan and Lila's like, who? Um, and uh, Jessica asks if she's seen Bruce's hot friend from Santa Barbara. Ooh, yeah, apparently he's absolutely gorgeous. Mm. By the way, I like that Jessica surprised the Bruce's at the party at all. But Lila says that half of Sweet Valley is there and they couldn't leave out their favourite rivals. Oh, my God. They are my favourite rivals. Yeah, I might do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Bruce is actually happy to see Lila. 
Exactly. Yeah. Um, he introduces her to this guy that he's with, whose name turns out to be Toby Clement. Mm. So this is the guy that was in the race uh, and ended up winning because Lila had convinced Evan to drop out. So Bruce is like, oh, we owe this girl a big favor, Toby. She's the one who got Evan Armstrong out of the race. So Toby's face like lights up and he gives Lila a huge smile. And she's like, mm, yes, this will do. And uh, <laughs> asks her to dance. And for the next hour, it's just Lila and Toby bopping away on the dance floor. Oh, magnificent. <laughs> So perfect, particularly when she eventually takes a little break to get a drink and Evan is like sulking by the refreshment yeah! table. Oh, and he's like, oh, having, having fun, I see, he said moodily. I guess just because I made a stupid mistake and thought I started to like Jacqueline, you're never going to talk to me again. And Lila's kind of like, right, now what's the best way to let this guy know he means absolutely nothing to me? <laughs> She's so great. She's like, yeah, I guess you're right. And um, he's like, who's the guy that you're dancing with? So Lila, again, like quick on her feet, like perfect <gasps> resolution oh, uh, so for her. She's like, oh yeah, I remember Toby Clement, the guy who won that race that you really wanted to be in. And like Evan looks sick, <laughs> like very nice, Lila. She's like, well, you know, <laughs> incidentally, thanks for dropping out of the race when I asked you to so he could win. So then she just sweeps off before he can say anything, like storms off with a hair flip. Oh. Just perfection like it's so good so like that's Evan absolutely decimated <laughs> in one fell swoop there like this was her plan all yeah. along and it just could not have worked out oh, better for it's her it's so <laughs> satisfying she, she struts <laughs> off triumphantly and she thinks she'll never forget this magical evening and listeners neither will we oh my god amazing that was Lila's story that was so good oh, it was wonderful it oh was my god the story like, our queen deserved truly like it was all lila it was bruce and lila scheming oh. there was proper villains there was soap opera ridiculousness there was like framing attempts oh my goodness there was a the the old uh microphone turned on reveal oh you love to see it like actual resolutions to things like everyone got their come up as who deserved it deserved it like just yes hmm. hardly uh, any wakefields also good you know also important <laughs> It's a minimal Wakefield intervention. <laughs> well, after all that fun and excitement, do you have any stats and outfits? Okay, I have outfits for days. And to be honest, even with the minimal involvement of the Wakefields, we still managed to get one mention of their blondness and two mentions of their blue-green eyes. <laughs> oh. Because they just, you know, they just keep getting in there somehow. Uh, but okay, yes, the outfits are truly the main event here. Um, so yes, Lila, when she is going to the Carla Xavier concert, uh, she takes special pains getting ready because she's wearing white designer jeans, lovely, and a new mauve suede vest over a white t-shirt. Oh my God. And it's, a look she, it's a look she'd stolen from Ingenue apparently and it was a big hit. <laughs> well, actually, if I recall correctly, Jessica said, I love the vest, Lila. Yeah. yeah, she looks amazing and she knows it. <laughs> she certainly does. She loves a bit of suede as well, doesn't she? Oh my God. She really, do. well, yeah, her summer suede. Summer suede. The suede are in for summer. <laughs> the height of summer in California, I guess. <laughs> Oh, oh okay. anymore? Um, we have yes, we have Bruce uh, at the country club, uh, oh, <laughs> striding <yes>. over <laughs> the gals, looking like something out of a magazine in his mirrored sunglasses, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. khaki shorts, and white t-shirt with a cotton sweater flung casually over <gasps> his shoulders. Oh, everything about it is preppy douchebag perfection. 
perfect oh my god okay then we have lila at the beach disco um oh my god so good okay so she is wearing a designer jumpsuit uh that she'd bought before her father had so severely <laughs> limited ah. her buying power um she thought the look was dynamite so by opening a few buttons on the oversized top of the white jumpsuit it slid silkily off one shoulder <laughs> Amazing. The white showed off her tan to perfection uh, and the gold chains around her neck were a perfect addition. Oh my goodness. I mean, perfect. Like, what a fucking look. Oh my God. Then her uh, racetrack gal uh, outfit when she's cool and casual, she mm. heads out to meet, uh, what's his face, Evan, in tight fitting stonewashed jeans and a magenta t-shirt by her favourite designer. Oh. Lila, just one stunning ensemble after another. I mean, so good. Okay, then what else? Like, I can keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Do. On a date with Evan, she wears a creamy white sweater and matching skirt. Uh, The sun had turned her skin a golden tan uh, and the colour shown off by her dress and her pearl earrings. Oh, Lila. Like, it's got to be pearl of course of course um what else what else now at the engagement slash birthday party she wears an ice blue chiffon dress oh that's the one that i very much like the sound of yeah i got her ice blue chiffon back in the 80s nice then uh, then finally we have the wedding so joan's dress is spectacular apparently it's a long straight elegant off-white satin gown with antique lace uh, however, <laughs> Lila wishes she could say the same for the dresses that Joan had chosen for Lila and Jacqueline to wear. Apparently, they were stiff, formal, and Lila thought pretty ugly. So mm. they're peach coloured satin with little girl necklines and high waists. <laughs> they do sound pretty bad. And you see, Lila's like Rogelio. She doesn't pop in peach. <laughs> <laughs> She's like Rogelio in many ways. It's very true. <laughs> Imagine that she has a, a alarm that wakes her up going, it's a wonderful, wonderful day to be Lila. Yeah. Pick up Lila. <laughs> oh God, it would absolutely check out. But yeah, those those were the outfits. Oh like, my Lord. Oh my God. Amazing. And that wasn't even counting like George wearing like a navy cashmere jacket at some point or something. But like, <laughs> my God, those were the best ones. <laughs> oh, just stunning. Stunning. Mm. It's the only word to describe it. I mean, we've had a dearth of outfits in recent books and this has just made up for a lot. Honestly, thank God for Lila. I mean, something I say every day. (laughs) (laughs) What a gal. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Well, listeners, let us know what you think. Because, oh, by the way, sorry, did we get stats? No. Do we have some? Uh, it was just the, the Wakefield blondness oh, and the yes. green eyes. Yeah, because it was just, there were so many outfits. I was, just, I was, like, oh, I'm, I'm just dazzled by the outfits. I was like, I mean, did I forget anything there? That's fair. Who cares about Wakefield's when it's a Lila-centric story and she's wearing jumpsuits? Like. Not me. <laughs> I mean, I'm so glad a jumpsuit got mentioned because that's been oh. a while too. Yeah, I just love a jumpsuit. They are, they are, I think, the classic Sweet Valley item. They are, you know, and that's funny, actually, because like in our Q&A episode, we were trying to think of like an, a moments you could point to to be mm. like ultimate Sweet Valley and like an oversized top on a jumpsuit sliding off a shoulder is extremely Sweet Valley. Yes, very much so. Well, listeners, let us know what you thought. Did you enjoy Lila's adventures as much as we did? Um, we always love hearing from you. Uh, you had some some thoughts about uh about the last uh, the last issue, several people commented to say that they remember the uh, shrinked fit jeans. 
Yeah, I just, it obviously just bypassed me at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sent us a link to the ad, the, the Levi's Shrink to Fit ad, which I had such strong memories of from the mid 80s. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it was, it was a thing. And Jessica Wakefield was just of her time. There you go. She was on trend. She really was. Uh, <laughs> by the way, on Instagram, I loved this. Um, Karen did an amazing uh, graphic with Lila's line about nobody could fall, possibly fall in love at Eden Wallens' house. They don't even have a swimming pool. And <laughs> who should comment on that post? Oh, our favourite TV show gal, Bridget Flannery, as in actual Lila. Yes! The TV show. Oh my God, we love her so much. Oh. Yes, she said, I wish I'd actually been able to say this line on the show. Oh, so do we. He could totally picture her delivering it perfectly as well. Like She could have. She would have, yeah. she would have pulled that off. She definitely would have done it justice. Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people enjoyed Keen, meeting Keen and James. So uh, we're delighted to, to introduce... Um, introduce them to you and uh, actually um, Neri commented to say about the the um, the gay storyline that she was thinking Sweet Valley High was just too mainstream a series and Pascal didn't want to risk angering the morality police by presenting an unequivocally happy picture of homosexuality wouldn't want to encourage in inverted commas young readers to quote try out this deviant lifestyle would we <laughs> Yeah, I think he might be right, Larry. Oh, extremely fair points. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And yeah, at the time, yeah, morality police were a real scourge. Mm, true. Um, so, listeners, do please get in touch with us to let you let us know uh, your thoughts on Lila, on which special you'd like us to do next. Because you know we will be returning to the to the specials from time to time. Mm. You can find us on Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram at svhpodcast. And you can support us if you would like to by joining Headstuff Plus. Yeah, so for as little as five euros a month, uh, you can sign up to join Headstuff Plus, which will also make you a member of our exclusive, but not that exclusive, uh, sorority <laughs> Pi Beta Alpha. So you'd get access to our bonus content where we recap the TV shows on like the, the off weeks between Double Love episodes. Yeah. You, you, get, uh, you get weekly Sweet Valley nonsense. Yes. To your podcast app. And I mean, how could you not want that? You never have to go a week without more Sweet Valley shenanigans. And we genuinely, the TV series is so much fun to talk shite about. We're loving it. Like I'm, I don't know. I kind of went into it thinking we're just going to make fun of this terrible TV show, but I genuinely really enjoy it now. And I really yep. love the people that are in it. <laughs> I just think it's such good fun. Like you just have to think of it as, I think we described it before as like unhinged fan fiction of Sweet Valley. Yes. You just need to kind of let go of certain things and just jump in and join the ride because it's it's actually so much fun <laughs> it really is like properly laugh out loud entertaining and it's all on youtube if anybody wants to watch along but like the books i think you know you might still you can still enjoy the the podcast without you know you don't have to do the homework basically true yeah yeah we, we're not trying to give you homework yeah you can i think you can, we go into enough detail oh, i think that you'll oh we do <laughs> As ever, too much detail. So yeah, you won't be missing anything by not watching the actual episodes. So Pi Beat Alpha members, we will see you in the clubhouse next week. By the way, I know we keep teasing, but the merch will be coming soon. So uh, Pi Beat Alpha members can recognise each other by their trademark jackets. <laughs> Uh, so yeah we will be seeing you all in the uh in the clubhouse where we will be discussing um 
an episode called uh, Stolen Diary, which is based oh, yeah. on a Sweet Valley book. Mm, that's right. That's about, I feel like we're about 10 books away from The Stolen Diary. It's book 84. So yes, we're yeah. pretty much. Mm. Uh, and actually, it's a pretty good book if I remember. Cool. I don't think I remember that one, you know, so I'm, I'm excited. Oh, it's got like a sort of hot, tormented boy. Ooh. Turns on Liz. <laughs> <laughs> As well he might. <laughs> um, so yeah that's what we'll be talking about in the clubhouse next week but later than promised in the main feed <laughs> in two weeks we will be heading back to Ca- the Casadale Wakefield because we'll be finding out what happens when to Elizabeth's chagrin <laughs> Jessica is determined to be Miss Teen Sweet Valley Ooh. <laughs> See you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Happy birthday to us. Oh. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.